Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dyer here, your host, aka Captain Brunch. Join as always with co-host Dustin Solglo Frazier. Bye, Grandpa. See you, hopefully never. <laughs> Spoiler alert there. Someone didn't win a title. <laughs> Somebody's not going to fuck up media. I meant what I said, though. There were a few moments in there where time literally stopped and froze for me. They got me. They got me good. Where it was like, it just felt like it was all happening all at once. uh, Thankfully, we avoided that. For those of you that don't know and aren't in the loop, which you should be in the loop, tonight is the WWE Royal Rumble 2021 post-show. Supposed to be January 31st, but we took a little bit long to get on here, making it February 1st officially. February 1st, 2021, episode 434 of Talk Brunch Live. Thank you to everyone who hung out with us for this late nocturnal gathering. And also those of you listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, over at TalkBrunch.com, as well as, of course, the video feeds that are available at Facebook.com slash TalkBrunch and Twitch.tv slash TalkBrunch. Oh, man. So, Royal Rumble, huh? Yeah, I shouldn't be this excited about a show being good, but I am. Yeah, I told you, man. Don't count them out yet. Sometimes yeah, you... I won't count the 2021 Royal Rumble out yet. Oh, that's as far as your faith goes, is what, is what you're saying. That's why you were really <laughs> careful with your words. Because I feel like I'm going to be sad tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't rule that out. I can't rule out the possibility that tomorrow evening won't have I, I literally, like I have to go on. event to event with this shit. Yeah. Um. I will say spoiler alert though, guys. I really, really enjoyed this. I thought that this was a solid event. Uh, I know a lot of people, multiple people actually mentioned to me that they have not been watching anything and this was their first tune and felt maybe that the lack of saturation from the product is the reason why this was so palatable. When I think no, because you and I have been basically here the entire time, right? And in the fucking trenches this whole time. Yeah. And we're cool with it. We're, we were in full burnout mode before this started, you know? So knowing that, I think it was very positive the way that things went on this. Uh, I do want to talk about SmackDown because as you guys heard, we were listening to the encore of last week's episode. You know that uh, SmackDown is where we're going to go first as far as this goes. Let me also turn on our alerts here. Cool. Thank you for the host. Um, just a few bullet points. We're not going to go into details, but obviously we're not going to get to cover it on Monday like we usually do because it kind of ties up into the pay-per-view. For once, Daniel Bryan, uh, starting it off, did a good job. I just wanted to say putting over the rumble. I did like uh, his daughter. I didn't catch it. I first went over my head when he said that his daughter, as his daughter would say, it's just two sleeps away. When I first heard that, I legit had to remind Who like, sleeps? Like, it was like, wait, what? It was like, oh, I get it, because she's a kid. Because at first, it was like, I didn't get the term, but it was like, yeah, two sleeps away. Uh, AJ Styles, I did like him coming out with the whole, have you met my own personal colossus? Oh, my. <laughs> He's so cocky about great nickname. Having uh, the Colossus, of course, of Omas. And I wanted to bring up that during SmackDown, at commentary, they mentioned that every quarter, any superstar from any brand can come over as they please. See what I'm saying? They just rewrite shit. Are, are you, are, that's what I was going to say. Anybody chat room? Anybody here? Uh, did, did they, when was there ever a rule? When they say, because I feel like if there was ever a rule like that, we would have asked the questions that I have right now. Like, 
every quarter any superstar from any brand. So how do you determine? What do you mean every quarter of the year? Because there's four seasons in a year. There's four quarters in a year. So you're saying every quarter because that would basically be all year. And if you're not saying every quarter, then what quarter are you saying? And when does it start and when does it end? How does it work? Like what? You can't just say something like that. Do you see how vague and weird that was? Quarterly. So so at that point, no more draft. Yeah, I don't even get it. It almost sounds like you can change that rule whenever you want. See, they just add shit in to make excuses for the bullshit. Yeah, I don't want that at all. Just tell me it's it's cross promotion for the Rumble. Yeah, so you really need to, though. Because they're both, we knew they're both in the rumble. Just a weird term here. Just strange terminology, right? Like, just, just unnecessary stuff added to something that didn't even need that much. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta deal with something you gotta stick with year-round. Just because you were too lazy to go, well, I mean, they're both in the Royal Rumble issue this year, so. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what else from the SmackDown before we get to the the main stuff here? Bianca Belair going over clean on Bailey with the KOD was a big upset. As much as I like Bianca Belair, again, at the time of it being Friday and it's watching SmackDown, I'm going to just notate that. At that time, that was like a huge upset. It was like, whoa, clean, completely clean. And I did enjoy the fact that at the end of that, because it wasn't like a, because even though they push her, like she's like a female Mr. Perfectly, even though they push her athletic and everything. It wasn't like an easy Ford victory, and I did like that about it, you know? Yeah. It was kind of like she went over, but she almost died. You know, like at the end of it, it was like, oh, my God, I made it through this, you know, and she was humble about it, which is cool. I guess as a baby face, you can't – When she, I think she was a heel, really, in NXT at one point, right? She was a heel a good 90% of her time in NXT. That's the, that's the thing. When you have that character, you kind of have to sort of tone down the cockiness a little bit, which she has, like this humbleness there. Which is sort of what gets her off, and she does the humble thing really good. And uh, that it, was displayed. It's, it's, it's kind of changed for me from cockiness to humble, but understanding that you are not the average person. Yeah, and that was a sort of sneak peek of what we were going to get. That was displayed on SmackDown, which is the reason I thought it was necessary to talk about it. Also, Corbin and Dominic are having great chemistry together. You know, Corbin has become one of my yeah. favorites over time. It went from someone who I couldn't stand. To someone who literally he became like one of my personal favorites. I have to give this guy a lot of credit uh, just for the things that he's able to do overall. You know, uh, I just wanted to bring that up a little bit here before we move on, because I know they didn't really get to showcase them too much on the actual show. But yeah. 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 The kid, he, they do definitely they work together very well. So I think him working with Corbin will definitely help him quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. He looks good, you know, and as somebody who I think they it was deliberate to choose that to be the person that he was going to do stuff with. But yeah, yeah. The, the, everything about Corbin fits well. I still think he, he gets faster and more athletic. You know, I don't think they give this guy enough credit for the way he moves. You don't see big guys move the way that this guy does. And I think they do like a really good job showcasing that. Right, know, like, like, like Corbin is not small. Okay? Big, scary dude. Yeah. Fucker um, <laughs> moved. Yeah, he, he has great mobility. Look at that shit. Like, <laughs> the kind of speed he can generate in short distances. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonya Deville, I don't know if she looks like Zatanna from Z- DC Comics or one of the King of Fighters characters. I don't know what they're going for with it. Um, <laughs> Does it work for you? Like, the, what do you, like what's your opinion? I mean, it's, it's a little different from what I've seen from seen her look before, but I mean, I, I have no complaints. But what is the look? Can someone is there a name I, I, I of that look? Know. Like you know, the way some people dress goth or punk. Is there is there a name for this this fucking look? It's Deville. Literally, the only thing I can think of is just his Deville. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the look, the Deville. So yeah, Deville. 
The way that Darren, she dresses, I knew, I knew you no one else will. <laughs> I, don't I know. knew you were going to 101 Dalmatians her. I knew it. I had to. I don't know. I just thought it was strange. Just a strange return and just this, I don't know, strange presence from MMA fighter to managerial role almost or general manager, co-GM or whatever they call it now. They changed the damn name so many times. You're a freaking commissioner of some <laughs> sorts. Uh, Big E calls Miz and Morrison over the hill backstage. And what amuses me about this is that they they kick his ass after that. Like, they just jump him. I like how that was the line for these guys. Like, all this stuff after all these months of antics and cartoony hazing and nonsense. That was what but that was what was too far. Because right when he called them over the hill, <laughs> they just kicked his ass. They weren't smiling no more. They weren't joking. Like, that was it. You know, they were just mad. That shit got them mad. I'm glad it made me feel good. It was like, yeah, see, look, finally. <laughs> now we you know what line nerd, is with you guys. <laughs> Struck a chord, sir. Yeah, a big chord. They weren't feeling that. You know, let me see if I can bring that. Do I have that here? And look, you're all over the hill because he beat you both up. I hate that they portray Miz like that now. I can tell that's about Morrison, but then, and look, then we got to pull apart. We have to have a pull apart. It's not about jokes anymore. SmackDown, again, has been really good for anyone who's been suffering from Raw. Watch SmackDown. Don't let it. They're clearly doing things, different, different formula over there. A lot of the stuff has worked really good. There was this really intense promo between Roman and Owens on SmackDown that was like just some of the meanest shit that you can say about somebody. And uh, I thought they did a really good job with that also, like where he talks about his family and shit. Let me see if I could. My father, my father is a great man. So just watch where you're going there, but Okay. Is he a smart man? Is he a smart man? Yeah. Yeah, he's a very smart man. And if you are, you're gonna you're gonna heed my warning just now. Because just you got to think about what you're going to say next. I'm not trying to piss you off. No. I'm just trying to get to know you. Yeah. I'm trying to understand why you don't understand. Why you don't see your own limitations. And the only thing I can think of is because he didn't teach you that. You see, you're not built for this game. You're not supposed to be here. You're not a caster, you're not a bishop, a knight, you're not the queen. You're a pawn. You're simple. I'm the king of this board. Everything revolves around me. Final flash! And you still don't understand this. You still think that you can have this universal championship, but you can't. You're ill-equipped. You're inferior. You will never be universal champion. And on Sunday at Royal Rumble, you don't have a chance. And it's not your fault, man. 
It's not your fault, Kev. I don't blame you. I blame your family. <laughs> That's so harsh. The fact that you think you have a chance makes you a fool. And if you are a fool, your father's a fool. Father's a fool. That means your grandfather's a fool. Like that. Roman, I, I look. I know what you're. I know what you're trying to do. Just brutal, right? Okay, I know you heard what I said last week about my grandfather's before I got in the building and kicked your ass. Okay, the, these men. This good build up to the rumble. I didn't enjoy this. That's why I have their initials tattooed oh, yeah. on my knuckles because. Because they were with me from the start, they 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 meant everything to me. So I'm gonna repeat what I just said. Watch what you say next. Think about it, because because Roman on Sunday we're not gonna be in separate rooms. We're gonna be in the same room. He still doesn't understand, Paul. He still doesn't understand. Maybe one day, one day when you meet your grandfathers again, maybe they'll make you understand when they tell you. God, Kevin, what a disgrace you are to our family. Why did you not acknowledge him as our tribal chief? We did. <laughs> you know what, Roman? That is fucked up. The only I liked that that was the line right there. You're a disgrace to the family. Why didn't you acknowledge him as the tribal chief? Be some bullshit if at one of the points you was down in the match, you fucking started seeing stars and saw that shit. He is. We went dark. I love this Roman man. It's so cool. It's captivating, right? Like what? Wonderful. A, what a high level bastard, man. His expressions too. Those nasty ass facial expressions. Like he feels bad that you didn't, you weren't smart enough to acknowledge that he Wait, shit talk teeth. during matches now. Like, you know, like how stupid of you and your family that you didn't realize that he's putting food on the table. That motherfucker said from beyond the grave, they're like, Roman, just like, no. Like, what? The only thing my father or my grandfathers would ever want me to acknowledge you as is exactly what you are. And that's a delusional jackass who, who comes to SmackDown every week, surrounds himself with yes men to whisper in his ear how great he is. And then, and then you come out here and you, you put on this community theater version of a mafia boss to try to convince people that you're this cool tough guy and that you have it all together but the truth is you're just trying to hide the fact that you're nothing but an insecure bully when i look in the mirror every single time i see exactly what i am exactly who i am and that's the person that my father my mother my wife my kids my grandfathers my grandmothers my entire family would be proud of and when i look in the mirror after the royal rumble i'm gonna still see the same kevin owens but this time i'm gonna be universal champion because i won't 
I will be the last man. <laughs> oh man, love that he clicks him off. He clicks himself off. I've never seen standing. somebody click themselves off of their own shit like that. <laughs> I had to rewind great. that part too. That is oh. some savage shit. After he said all that, just click. I clicked myself off. That motherfucker, <laughs> the, this call has been disconnected. You know, you're so unimportant that I click me off. Holy that was cool, dude. I, that got me excited. And, you know, uh, I watched SmackDown literally going into the kickoff of this. So it was like literally just an all day thing for me of having that on. And that actually got me more excited. I was like, yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see. These guys are going to kill each other after that. Like, oh, my God. That I was love the last how Owen shoot fired up. Yeah. Like, damn script. That shit was a shoot. <laughs> that motherfucker was in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then to top things off, they did one of those crazy SmackDowns that everyone's known for, player. It was like a six-man <laughs> that became an eight-man that became a holla-holla ten-man. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And it was everyone who was out there was good. That was the crazy part about it. Like, everyone who was out there was, like, really good. It was, like, excellent performances. Even though it started with what was already something fantastic. You start off with Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, two of the absolute best in the world. But by the time it breaks down, you have, like, every good person the manageable out there. You know? And I I just was watching it. I, I shoot. You can ask Seth. I, I was so excited that we almost shoot missed our pizza. Like... I didn't have, I didn't realize I had the, the phone volume down and we're sitting there watching this thing pile up and become more and more people involved. And we're like, wow. And then the finishers came at the end when they had the little finisher party. You know, that thing they do where one person hits, then the other person slides behind and hits, then the other, then the music to Braun hit and he comes out and he's hitting people. And before you know, I had like seven fucking missed calls. It was like, oh no, the pizza, you know, SmackDown's good when it can do that. <laughs> right. So, you know, good lead in. This was the go home show to the Royal Rumble. Just wanted that to be, I know a lot of people had no idea. They didn't even bother to watch it. They didn't even bother to acknowledge it. But I just figured I would let you guys know a lot of crazy shit happened there leading into this. They're definitely, they decided to put on their big boy booking pants before they introduced us into this. So what you're saying is they decided to let not let Bruce in the room. <laughs> because that's my theory. Every time something goes to shit, I assume he's in the room. Maybe that's what it is, right? They were like, Bruce, you gotta go. Right. Can't have you here. Hey, Bruce, go get us some Starbucks. Uh-huh. They just booked a whole show when he's gone. So now going into the Royal Rumble, we had kickoff crap. You know, you have Booker T. One thing was Booker T saying, you know, I thought this was better than the Ricky Bobby saying, if you're not first, you're last. Um, Booker T went up saying second place is the first loser. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Hold oh, on. no. Uh, here we go. Thank you for the follow. Preach. You know, that, I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> the little Ricky Bobby reference style style thing there. Rosenberg ribbing JBL and lowering his seat, even though that's very adolescent. Like, the kid in me, just because it was JBL, enjoyed it. Like, suddenly you see JBL go down. Like, what's... <laughs> did he lower his seat or did he break it? Because someone in chat said he broke it. I thought that this guy just hit the little switch and made him go get shorter. It was one or the other. Either way, that seat went down. It was funny. Yeah. Well, good for him. Anyway, you had your average stuff. Somehow the WWE Women's Tag Title match, did we miss it? Did they miss it? I don't know. It wasn't originally they on the poll. And then because we came basically, on um, <laughs> to break the fourth wall, I was at work on my break scrolling through the news. And I was like, hmm, women's tag title match on the kickoff show. Didn't even know this was on the card. Rick says it'll be a poll. And I'm like, hey, that match is missing. Rick goes, wait, no, that match wasn't even there. And I was like, nope. Fucking yeah. PW Insider just announced this shit's happening. <laughs> Congratulations, WWE. I did your job again. 
Yeah, absolutely. It was a run, run me my check. All right, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, because we had I had two cards. I had the card from their website, and then I had the card from uh from another few websites just to make sure. And I noticed, I guess I didn't double check, but the card we used to make the voting poll wasn't the same. Uh, I guess it wasn't the same card as what we used for everything else, and they, and they and they were missing things on there. Go figure. But we did manage to get the results and everything, so good for us there. All right, so I guess that brings us into that match. It wasn't originally going to be uh, a kickoff, but surprise, the WWE Women's Tag Titles are part of the kickoff show now. This is Asuka and Charlotte Flair defending against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. 57% of you thought that Asuka and Charlotte Flair would be retaining their tag titles very close to a 43% of you thinking that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler would be the upset with the winners being Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler with the upset finish being Ric Flair and Lacey Evans coming out. Uh, Evans essentially starts to slowly cause Charlotte the match by first breaking her figure four. Then Ric Flair gives Lacey brass knuckles, I believe it was, and she hits Charlotte while she's hit going for the figure eight. But she hits her with the women's right equipped with the brass knuckles from Rick's side. Giving Nia Jax the opportunity to follow up with the leg drop for the win. And, uh, wow, Ric Flair's gone full heel, hasn't he? I'm, I'm telling you, it's like I said in the chat room. Lacey must be able to suck a freaking golf ball through a pinhole. Because, holy shit, you're costing your own daughter championships. Wouldn't it? Isn't it great? I want to I wanna be that. Like, Ric Flair is the greatest of all time. You know what I mean? Like, we should all aspire to just be an old man who can have a lot of sex, don't you think? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, isn't that amazing? Good, just pump it away. Just fuck it. Like, I'm still in awe of him when he comes out. Like, you would think that... still good. Just fuck it. It's weird because, you know, when you when you grow up and you've watched rock bands or metal bands or whatever, and they're at their prime, they're awesome and shit, and you love them no matter how old they get, but then you can see them, like, years later, and, like, they have, like, a bit of a gut. They're older looking and shit, and the music's still good, and you still vibe with it, but you just remember, like, when they look more like a god now, and they're just kind of like this older person. That never happened to Ric Flair. Like, when he comes down the ramp, I'm still in awe of him. It's like, wow. I hope I could still grow up to be Ric Flair. I shouldn't still hope I could grow up to be Ric Flair. Right, but I you know what I mean? Do. I didn't grow up. I don't still wish I could grow up to be like Hogan or Warrior or any other. But I still, when I grow up, I still want to be Ric Flair to this fucking day. It's amazing. I'm so grateful. Thank God for Ric Flair. Because literally, like, there's still somebody who I want to grow up to be. You know, but yeah, the dirty old man that can just get laid. What is he doing with Lacey Evans? I guess this is someone you're going to turn heel for, right? You doing some shit, incredible and of course there's the fact that they're not going to be able to beat charlotte otherwise so they had to give some sort of a hook if they were going to get this angle to work exactly. one way or the other right am i right <laughs> you... at least i hope that ass was worth it mm-hmm. so what were your thoughts overall on this match um as usual i don't agree with one of your women's champions being on the pre-show especially because mm-hmm. oscar wasn't even defending the championship tonight it was kind of weird that apparently I guess this was going to be on the main card, and then they said, nope, pre-show. It's like, what? Why didn't they just extend the, the show, right? Right. Like, put put another match on the main card. Just don't have a match on the pre-show. Well, for some reason. I mean, but yeah, won. the match was decent. You know, it, a little warm-up to get everything going, but yeah. I'm slowly starting to get burnt out on every time Charlotte wrestles. I have to hear Ric Flair's music, and then Lacey Evans comes out. Yeah, already. I mean, they just started doing You know what it like is? That. You know what it is? Because I feel like it, 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 it sometimes, just, especially on Lacey's end, it starts to feel like I'm seeing the exact same thing. She just comes out and then try to do the fucking uh, the strut 
and then she mm-hmm. works on women's right, and then I'm just kind of like, uh, uh. especially because I, you know, I think it's because I know there's no route where this ends of Lacey getting over in this angle. You, you never know if there's any time for her to get over it will be now and Kula says that he once saw Lacey flirting um once he saw Lacey flirting with Flair he knew exactly where this was going I kind of did too but I thought that they were going to make it more reluctant like I thought that it would be at first she sort of slowly eases him into like doing things where he doesn't even realize the fucking mistakes he's making and he makes torn decisions and shit but it was more like he just kind of leaped head first it was like all right he said bust a challenge one time and that was it it was like yeah wow i guess he says like tory wilson domery well at least al wilson had a little bit of reluctance he doesn't i don't get these opportunities as often as i used to when i was young Blair was like whoa pussy and i was like yeah that was it that was it it was like immediate it was so fast right you didn't have to post a tasteful nude or nothing. It was so fast. Like most of the time, or at least with a good heel turn, they have to come out afterwards and do a promo about the backstage stuff that went into this and how they slowly were planning this shit all along. But it legit looks like she planned it right there. Like it was like he just needed to know that there was like a, a, a fucking 0.5 percentage hope of some sort of pussy <laughs> and that was it it was like there was no prior meeting there was no manipulation behind the scenes you saw about as much as we did and that was all it took for flair to be ready to go he was he had he opened back up space mountain in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> he just said everybody just has to wear a mask but space mountain is open 100 capacity fuck it <laughs> So that's what makes that angle so exciting. Temperatures at the door. We got hand sanitizer at every station. There. It's so believable that Ric Flair would open Space Mountain during a pandemic at the expense of his kid, right? It's such a believable hair. He really is the dirtiest player in the game. Oh, my The God. greatest of all time. Shawn Michaels, Triple H feel that way. Stone Cold says that. Taker, everybody. That's the greatest man. I'm not sure about Taker. I think so. But everybody else definitely said it. Probably Taker, though. Said it for a completely different reason. Take, you know Taker had that say I can't. I can't see Taker having a bad thing to say about him, especially because he said their match at WrestleMania 18 got Flair's confidence back. So, yeah, that was like a, a work shoot type thing, right? Yeah, he legit started feeling like the Nature Boy again. I watched that match the other day. I was like, I see it coming back to him. Yeah, he's going back to being Nature. Like, motherfucker, I'm me again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Oscar almost died trying to pull Nia down from the top rope into that power bomb. By the way, Whoa. like she almost, we almost lost Oscar there. You know, <laughs> she looked like for a moment she forgot how big Nia. Is. She would have been the Empress of Days Gone if they would have let that shit continue. Ooh. You know, like I don't know what they're thinking. Like, have they looked at this? This isn't the game. Like, this is that's crazy. You can't just there's turn no, off weight simulation. There's no amount of jumping that she's going to be able to do. That's going to be able to help her accommodate the gravity that it takes for certain things that they try to do with her, you know, like, like, like it says at the end of that little course, lucky for her, she's not like most girls, you know, which basically means that in the air, that's not going to happen like most girls. So, yeah, crazy. Uh, I did love Charlotte's double natural selection on the two heel. Yeah. Challenges I don't there. like, who was it? Was it Byron or somebody that, you know, it might have been Vic Joseph saying like, that's probably the reason Shane kicked out. And it's like, no. Why? Not because really. it was a double? Yeah, they, they try to justify Shane kicking out. It's like, oh, maybe it was because it was a double on two. And I was like, no. Well, that's a good way to keep Charlotte looking strong, where it's kind of like, as opposed to having, I mean, in a way, they that shows they wanted to both make uh, 
Charlotte look strong and Shayna not look too strong. Where it's kind of like instead of going, wow, Shayna and, and Nia both kicked out of the natural selection, they'd rather look at it as, wow, it's a weaker version of the natural selection. So that's why these two punk asses are able to kick out. That's really what they're saying in booking terms. Yeah. That's why they put that little umph there. Otherwise, they would have just let it be natural selection. So they just, I noticed they don't seem to want to put these two two over. Is they, you know even what it reminds me? Even though Shayna was a fucking murderer in NXT, it reminds me of Gallows and Anderson. It's almost like they have these two people that they like, but they don't want them to be too over, just over enough to be able to be used in things, you know, and then defeated when the things are over. So, I don't know. Yeah. Charlotte Moonsault on both of them. That corner Moonsault to the outside. Someone call it the Golden Moonsault, Kota Ibushi. Um, leave it to Kota. I know it looks good, and I right. know people like Charlotte doing it. Uh, that, nonetheless, is still some a highly dangerous, high-level move. And not that Charlotte isn't that good, but if you go back and look at that, she almost hit her head going backwards on the corner of the fucking announce table. No, no, no. Like, on the corner. She recoiled from going into the air. She could have died. And I know some people would say I'm making too big of a deal. Go back and look and tell me that. Honestly. Right. She came very close. Like, I didn't like that. It's just a little uncomfortable. I don't think it's worth the risk. Like, your head shouldn't be going near... The back of your head shouldn't be going near fucking corners in this. Really. That's why As a matter I of fact, there shouldn't really even be corners. That. I don't see how come... How come we can't have... They have to have... There's no way to make those announce tables without corners. We have all kinds of stuff. We have phones that don't have corners. We have, like, actual technology that goes into space that doesn't get destroyed by the cosmos. That's rounded. We can't make a fucking announce table on Raw or on the Rumble. I'm just saying, Not just for the budget. safety, like, just, just, it's like a, there's like corners here. I don't want to sound like an old man with it, but when I saw her, her head, the way it was, what's, what's up, Weekly? What's up, Weekly Planet? You know, when I saw the way, the way the, the head hit. And then it's like, I've never liked her doing that moonsault anyway, because he always recoils so far back. Like, it's more recoil than moonsault sometimes. Yeah. I just it's, don't like think I, it, it's like, I guess Charlotte's a larger woman, so you don't necessarily up, want Joe? to try to catch her directly. How are you doing, Joe? Well, you Thank you for see. joining us. I'm watching the Facebook chat in case anyone's wondering, as well as the Twitch. So yeah. don't mind us. Yeah, it's just like I've never liked the way she lands on that moonsault. Because we've always seen it. She never lands just straight on. And I understand she is one of the bigger women on the, ros- on the roster. Sometimes you don't want to necessarily directly catch her. But that doesn't mean she has to go flying backwards. No, no, she doesn't. Because then that tells you there's only one side of the ring she can really do that move from. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think of this upset? Like a couple of things. Like, first of all, this was moved to a kickoff and the titles change hands on a kickoff here. Thanks to Ric Flair. I think this is uh, well, well, first you go ahead. I want to hear your opinion on this. Um, so, yeah, I can understand them benefiting, um, progressing the whole Charlotte uh, Lacey storyline. I feel like for Nia and Shayna, it didn't do them favors that they had to get the titles back due to that. But uh, I mean. It's you don't so often see title changes on kickoff shows, so yeah, I guess. Um, but on the other hand, I kind of feel like this was a big angle. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it was a really yeah. big angle, and even having Ric Flair and everything there, and like you wasted that shit like on a kickoff of all things. And like I said, you're Raw Women's Champion who doesn't even have a match. Yeah, that's something else. Uh, but it, I think that maybe the match was planned and booked before they decided it was going to be kickoff. Which I mean. Yeah, there's really no re- there was really no real reason I could see them moving this match to the kickoff, even if it wouldn't have been a title change. Yeah, Stacey says RH and Chip, you know what? Idea. You just made the list. Shakira. Oh no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Thank you for follow, sir. 
Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, she does have a joint. Their their announce table is off to the side of the um of the stage. So it's nowhere near the ring. But if someone wants to bump with it, is there still a chance of them hitting a corner? No, it's nowhere because nowhere near it's, the ring. So you mean like with a high spot? But if yeah, someone like, wanted like, to take like, somebody like, there to take for them to take a bump, I'm just saying, even in that instance, just for safety, just not have the corner. So it should just be a rounded thing, you know. With the ape, with the ring apron, I always wondered, which maybe that's just a trick that I don't know since I've never thought about it. But there has to be a trick with the ring apron. You know what I mean? We've seen people just take direct power bombs against the corner of that. I think that there, it's more rounded than the than the actual covering or of it looks or something because physics doesn't doesn't lend a hand to you being able to go back first into the corner of an apron the way that they do sometimes so whatever maybe the sort sort of a i don't know if it's an angle trick or whatever but i wouldn't risk it with corners or whatever i i think i've always kind of figured if you especially when you see them take the ring apart maybe part of that cushioning just happens to be on that spot yeah maybe it's definitely so they're not catching like direct steel like they sometimes try to make you think but what a short title run between Oscar uh, and Charlotte. We didn't really get to form yeah. a bond or have any kind of person. This this was not the Rock and Sock connection. Not you know what I mean? This wasn't even Sheamus and Cesaro. You know, it was just like, I thought it was like, oh, this is sort of strange bedfellows, you know, unusual tag team, unlikely alliance thing, you know. I mean, shit, Joey Janela and, and fucking uh, Sonny Kiss that had a better bonding character. They, they really had nothing invested in this. It was just like gone. And it's not like it didn't have potential there. Just because they both have strong personalities, so much could have been done. But all that was done was that they lost the titles. They didn't even bother. Like, let's say that the next thing is for them to feud. They didn't even so much as bother to make a build up for that where there was a miscommunication leading into this. It's just like, whoops, no more titles. And we're back to break off. Naya, Shayna, congratulations. You are now two-time WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Congrats. Thank you. Um, Are we keeping you from the top of a cake or something with this whole giddy up? It's a night to celebrate. Oh, got it. Okay, okay. Um, well, duh, did you second guess that we wouldn't get our titles back? Did you really not think that... They've never been not our titles. That's the thing. It seems like people like you have forgotten about that. Like, it was a fluke that they won. The real tag team champions are now with title. See that? Yes, congratulations. And it can continue to be a very successful night because you both still have Royal Rumble match later tonight. So what's the game plan going in? Not talking to you. Getting ready we gotta to go. go win again. You have a cake to be on top of. Thanks. Congrats. You have a cake to be on top of. What is up with you with cake right I now? I put the wrong Jesus link. Christ Here's the actual link. I sorry, I double down on links there. All right, well, there you go. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Good. Good first match, I guess. Interesting where they decided to place it. Definitely some unexpected stuff going on. The coolest that he saw it all coming. He's psychic. Good job, man. Good job. Hopefully, he voted. If that's the case. Anyway. Next up, we have the WWE Tag Team Match. I'm sorry, no. We have the WWE oh, Title no. Match. Yeah. First the, match of the, uh, the main show. Drew McIntyre, the WWE Champion, versus Bill. Versus good old Bill. With 50% of you thinking Goldberg was going to take this, with only 44% of you thinking McIntyre is going to keep this, with 6% of you thinking the whole shit was going to go to hell. DQ, no contest, thrown out the window. NWO shows up. Winner, Drew McIntyre. Claymore's details on him. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Thank you. Oh no! Oh, here we go. <laughs> Thank you for the follow, Emron. Thank you, sir. Welcome. They, they scared the shit out of me. Like they fucking know that shit ain't funny. WWE. Oh no, no, no. There's definitely a a lot of not funny going on with them there. You know, there's no question about that. Uh, 
they get into a fight before the match even starts. You know, they do one of those things where it's like a brawl before we even get into the match. What did you think of that entire thing happening? <laughs> I love how the first thing that happens is is Bill catches that out of that Glasgow kiss. Yeah, right away. He's just yeah. like right away, just fucking. Yeah, let's get that up on the screen here so you guys can take a look. Yeah, right she here. Was beautiful. Pushes on the way. Bang! And he hits him with his own spear there. Nasty. Then he crawls around on the ground. His spear uh, looks so much safer. Yeah. I mean, it was a safer spear. But so here starts my issues with uh, everything. I mean, I hate to because I did enjoy this pay-per-view. But Go- I, mean, I can't act like Goldberg, even for the little bit of time that he was out there, didn't mess certain shit up for me. And I'll First explain of all, why. So you get the, he gets the, McIntyre hits the spear. Then he gets on the outside and Goldberg whips him into the steps. And as you can see here, then Goldberg spears McIntyre through the barricade, leaving him laid out, slides back into the ring. This ends the first sequence of, I guess, this quote-unquote match, right? So here's the thing about that. McIntyre spears him. Then somehow Goldberg recovers almost immediately because right after the spear, they're on the outside, but Goldberg has the stamina left where he's the one that whips McIntyre into the steps, right? The older guy. And then uh, and he and he and then basically he puts him through the barricade. And then on the other hand, Mac, of course, takes enough time for there to be instant replays of everything that's happened for him to recover. The young guy on the ground clutching his insides in pain. Come on, man. And then you have the older guy who got hit with the flash knockout moves in the beginning and he's okay. You know what I'm saying? And then I love how this is my little minor joke. Every Goldberg match. Goldberg makes his entrance. That had to be the longest video package I've ever seen in my life. By the time he came back, that motherfucker looked refreshed. You know what? I didn't even pay attention. I'm glad you did because when, when whenever they're yes. doing all of those, that that theatrics and stuff, I'm I'm looking down at my screens and at our stuff, our system. I'm not I had no interest in, in whatever the hell was going on with that. Like it was just so funny that somehow he looked less sweaty, and I was like, oh yeah, that motherfucker was taking a snack break. Yeah, that motherfucker had some fucking almond milk and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the match officially starts. Uh. We got Claymores with Goldberg kicking out. So Goldberg's able to basically recover from Drew's best shot faster than, 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 uh, Drew can cover from Goldberg's, which is established here, even though it's a big age difference here. Goldberg dodges Drew's second Claymore and hits him with two more fucking spears. At this point, I'm freaking out. Then Goldberg hits the jackhammer for the to- the closest two count in the galaxy. Which, like, by the way, a jackhammer where Drew hit the ground like a second and a half before Goldberg did. I should, I, like I said in the chat, I should pay WWE extra because time stopped for so long between that two count and that what became 2.9 count that I felt like I lived an extra life. You know, like there, there was so much life lived in that millisecond for me. Like time fucking stopped because I, it felt like they were going to do it. It was like, oh my God. I, I almost peed. I like, almost peed. Like, it was like he legit, he legitimately is going to hit like, him with two spears and then jackhammer him. I was like, this son of a bitch is going to do it again. I give them credit for even being daring enough to, because they must have discussed it to have a oh, two I count burn that where, dome down. where the guy's fingertips practically grazed the mat before he touched because it was the scariest two count. I was almost certain there was a split second in there. It was like, that's it. They did it. And he kicks out. That's an amazing. That's the fastest. That's the that's the falsest finish in wrestling history, in my opinion. I couldn't oh, believe how fucking close finish. it came. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Bro, I would have. I would have shit bricks. I had just turned the fucking thing off. I wouldn't know what happened to the pay per view. That means that they never plan on having Goldberg win because if there was ever a chance he wanted to do it, and they want to have a bunch of angry fans around us now, and all your fans are screens and all your audio you you program in, like. 
I thought they were going to do it just because they could get away with it and have everybody chanting Goldberg. For me, it was like, if anybody, it's a major spoiler if you've never seen the movie The Descent. You ever seen The Descent? Oh my God, I've seen both of them. Okay, major spoiler, because for me, it felt like that ending, that false finish. Like, I lived those moments. Like, for me, like, there was a three count. Every oh, the, the robotic screens were chanting Goldberg. He came out on Raw. There was a big Goldberg celebration and shit. And then you were back in the And then I rewinded right? back, and it was a two count. I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never been more relieved. <laughs> Like they managed, I've never been big on Drew McIntyre. That shit got him over for me. I've never been so behind the guy before. Like I really wanted him to win badly at that. But I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I, I, oh my god. I was like, bro, I don't want to turn this shit off. I don't want to do it. I want to watch both Rumbles. Don't fucking make me. Do it. <laughs> and that—that's another thing that came into play. Like I already, in my head, we already came on here and talked about how that's the reason they put that on first because they want everybody to be angry early. <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad that that reality is fake shit can you imagine I can't even believe it do you know why they did that because they know that that's how little faith we have in them that they teased it they were like they, they'll probably think yeah. that we're dumb enough to do this <laughs> they, they they were counting on that that universal sigh of relief the lack of faith in the booking they were the, they were lying, relying on there which which I almost had man he claimed more than that last time got that three count when I tell you oh my god it was like it was like you diffused a fucking bomb. I was like, "Holy shit, we're not gonna die." That is that's something. That was something special, though, man. It's like when you they could get you invested in a match like that. Now, can we yeah. just stop bringing Grandpa back to this shit? Please do, Drew. Congratulations what, what? on retaining the WWE Championship against a legend, a Hall of Famer, Goldberg. Now, not only did you retain the title, but it looked like you earned respect from Goldberg. I want to ask what that meant and maybe what he said to you in the ring. Um, I mean, if the cameras didn't pick it up, I'm not going to reveal uh, what he actually said. But, yeah, he made it very clear. Uh, that There's some fucking chronicle down the road. I uh, said some, some pretty cool things about, you know, myself as a person, as a performer, and a represent- <coughs> representative of this industry. Uh, that was cool. I mean, that was physical as hell. <laughs> like Goldberg. He's not lost a step. He's one of the most physical people I've been in the ring with. That spear is no joke. Um, ribs are going to have to get checked out after this. But um, I pulled off the victory. And money can't buy moments like that. I'm WWE champion. I've been doing this for 20 years. But I'm still just a huge fan. I never lost that fan aspect of me. And that was a surreal moment. And uh, I'm just struggling to find the words to express how I feel about it. Who does get Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. WWE champion one day. Absolutely. was a moving moment for all of us watching as well. Now, my question is, we still have the Royal Rumble match to go. Are, are you sticking around? Yep, I'm the champion. I got to stick around. I got to find out who's going to win and potentially challenge me at WrestleMania. Um, tomorrow is a big day. Tonight's. The biggest day because we're officially on the road to WrestleMania and I want to find out who's coming after this guy at WrestleMania. So, can't wait. I'm excited. I'm buzzing. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank you for the follow, Anna. Thank you so much. Sorry if I didn't interrupt. I'm trying to keep up with uh, all the different windows. This thing is more complex of a setup every time. People from the past were the shit whole cinder blocks. Oh, yeah. If we had, if, if like uh, our old school panels would have shit their guts up trying to do this. <laughs> I had to make the solar motherfuckers off the air and shit. Anyway, uh, 
Yeah, that this match just based on the fact that it, it kept you on something. You know what, Weekly Planet? I gotta talk about we're gonna talk about that bad bunny. Oh, we gonna shit. get to that We gotta get to the bad bunny part die. when that happens in, in a little while because I have some stuff that I have to get off my chest about that. Just, just some uh just I just needed to be from my perspective what, what went down there. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I'm not really paying attention as well as I should. that moment made me realize I need to pay a little more attention because it's like, oh okay. I thought that uh there was a different storyline going on. I had a better one. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Ashley, stick around for this one. You are not. That was, not a, that was a beautiful uh, moment of realization for me there. <laughs> it was great. Watching, because I don't know who Bad Bunny was. So me watching this, it was like, all right, what what is, but I just thought I incorporated it into the rumble incorrectly, to say the least. That being said, <laughs> the next match was uh, the SmackDown Women's title match with Sasha Banks defending her championship against Carmella. 60% of you in the community said that Sasha Banks is going to be going over with this, with 40% of you saying that Carmella with the upset. Finish being Sasha Banks going over with the bank statement. So uh, Carmella is going to have to live to fight another day. Uh, now, listen, before we even get into the match, I just have to say the beginning of Carmella's music Sounds like when you don't know how to set the tracking properly on your VCR. <laughs> it, does. it really does. Like, I can't even believe that uh, that that's music. Her music is so out of place for her. Every time she comes out, I don't know it's her for the first, like, second. It it just needs to be tuned. Just, 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 just give me the old shit back. Like, get rid of this fucking Emelina Carmella. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not doing it for me. Is that what you think they did? They just copy and paste the Emelina gimmick? It, it has to be. Like, it's just... It's such a drastic change from Carmella, just like the fucking Emelina thing was. They really wanted somebody to have that, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, fuck it, we got her under contract. She didn't steal an iPad. Fuck it, let's do it. Like, yeah, may as well have that be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, what are your thoughts on the match? I mean, match was pretty good, though. The yeah. match was, uh, I really at no point ever thought that Sasha was in, uh, was in danger or lose the title, honestly. Uh, one of my favorite things I do love is that, um, at one point when Carmella got, Sasha in the code of silence. Sasha revealed what's actually kind of a pretty obvious flaw: the fact that Carmella uses or balances her entire body weight on her arm. You pull that arm out, and she's done. Yeah, absolutely. Sasha looked great as always, and I thought she had all of her fundamentals down. Nothing too botchy here. Uh, a lot of people just didn't really have as much faith in Carmella as you would think, and they forget that during her NXT era, she went just like all of the other girls. There are just people like Emma and Summer Rae and Carmella that don't get the same level of acknowledgement that uh, some of these other girls get. But Carmella's able to put on a good match, and I thought that she did fine here. Makes a great heel, uh, better than a yeah, baby face. Is the clip we got going now? I think they're actually going to show when she does it. She's, she's balancing all her weight on that arm. All you have to do is pull it out, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real solid stuff here. Good performance. Yeah, Carmella almost died at one point during the fucking match. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, very solid. Uh, and I did like the match starting with Sasha going straight for an attempted at back statement, trying to put her down early. Um, Carmella's middle rope tope suicida, she almost leaded herself. I know one of you guys put lead. I believe it was Seb who manually entered Lita as a vote for the Royal Rumble. Well, Lita was here in spirit, my dude. Lita was here in spirit. Because when she went through that rope, she almost leaded herself. She was Yo, pancaked. She almost completely missed Sasha. Sasha absorbed a lot of it, which is the only reason why we're not talking about uh, Carmella in past tense, to be honest with you. You know, ironically, Sasha, That's if anybody so... knows, if anybody knows our crashes, it's launch pad Sasha Banks over there. So when she saw that shit coming, she knew exactly where to be to make sure that this oh, wasn't no. fatal. You know, like she she hit that faster than I've ever seen her hit one of those before. And of all the times to almost completely fucking miss Sasha. Yeah, you got to be careful. I don't like those middle rope dives, man. They don't look good enough for everybody to almost die doing them. 
See, here's know? my thing with it. Like, I don't like the people who just just go for it just to go. Whereas, like, I see the people like the uh, the Ember Moons and the God rest his soul, Luke Harpers, where you see them every second of that move, they are lining the shot up. Like a guy, like, like example, like a Seth Lawler or a Jay Lethal, where we see them do like three and four in a row, and everyone is pinpoint. And then you have fucking Carmella going here, just full tilt, and just almost the yeah. Just don't do that move. I don't need that move. Like, like if you if you can't take the time to aim properly, don't do that shit. Give that move to just the luchadors because at the end of the day, the luchadors seem to be even when they hit it wrong, they somehow aren't dead. Like luchadors will hit that move where the top of their head will bang into a barricade and they'll slide down that shit. And you'll be like, "Oh my god!" They'll just get back up. <laughs> remember, 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 fucking, remember fucking the old days of TNA when Homicide would hit that middle rope tope and half the fun with just seeing where he land. I don't even understand the logic of sometimes. That's why I don't watch a lot of Lucha Libre because sometimes I don't even get these guys who hit springboards to the outside where they'll land on a barricade like dick first and then go bouncing into the crowd <laughs> and then be back in the match. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, fuck that. <laughs> I'll take a regular fucking minimum wage, whatever you guys got around here before this shit. You know, like, I just don't think it's worth it. Like, I don't even get it. You know how much you have to love this fucking sport for you want to want your spot to look that good? That you don't even care about your balls? I feel like that was an AEW dick because that shit happened Phoenix this past week. So many people do that shit where it's just like, you don't even care. I love this. I love this more than my balls. It has to be a reality for that to be something. If you be diving, we're almost fucking dropping dead from the waist down. I love this more than my balls. You know, you got to give props to that. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Buy a shirt. If you've ever seen a fucking guy who's gone balls first into that, buy a shirt. If he doesn't work for like one of the big brands, buy a shirt for that, man. Buy a of a bucket. You know? Anyone who's on this channel all the days of the week, I play a lot of cyberpunk. If I had to go balls first into anything to play cyberpunk, we would be playing Dragon Quest. <laughs> There's nothing that you should like that much. You know? <laughs> like, there's nothing that should mean that much to you, man. <laughs> Aside from your balls. Oh, my God. Fuck it. I ain't want kids anyway. Suicide, though. It's rough, right? <sighs> I just can't even believe it. But, yeah, no. There's certain spots that I see here where it's just like, wow. Like, I'm, I'm almost honored that you'd be willing. And Carmella, in her case, it was with her face. <laughs> Like, like certain people I see who shouldn't be doing suicide dives, she's one of them. Whatever, whatever kind of product she uses on her face, whatever cream she uses, I I need to know now, because I'm certain that she went straight face first into that. Like I was looking at her face afterwards because I thought I would see like the imprint of like the mat or a logo if there was one or something. Because it was like you went face first, and even Sasha went to talk to her to make sure that she it's still had her face. Poof. It was amazing. Oh boy. Stop throwing people at the damn barricades or at the, or at the, at the ropes like that. <laughs> he said, fucking, she ain't dead. Is that kind of shit? But did you die, though? <laughs> it really becomes ah. that, you know? But did we get it? Did we get it on film? You know, that's all I really gave a fuck about. I was like, wow. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. Thank you for the follow, Chohan. Oh, my God. It's still, I'm again, I'm not critiquing. I'm just having fun here. The rumble was good. That one moment, though, I thought that she was uh, that rope suicida. That's what I'm going to call it when they get clipped. The rope suicida. Holy shit. You know? Rope suicida. Fuck it. Whatever happens, happens. That's why it has suicida in the name. 
that's the kind of shit where you see somebody like fall off like a roof or something they land and it's like no i'm good i'm good. Yeah, no you're not that's just adrenaline we got to get you to the emergency room no fuck it i'm good <laughs> i'm gonna live forever fuck it. sasha congratulations on retaining the smackdown women's championship how did you overcome both reginald and carmella in and outside of the ring <laughs> what is this deja vu is it Beyonce deja vu because I feel like you ask me this question every single week. Elise, what else do I need to prove? I did it, boo-boo. I show up. I show out. Now, I know Bad Bunny's here, so I'm ready to celebrate. The Women's Royal Rumble is about to start, and I cannot wait to see who might choose the legit boss at WrestleMania. Look, Carmella may have proved that she is a little untouchable. But I always prove that I am the boss, the standard, the blueprint. And now I got to go see who might have eyes on me. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Elise. <sighs> Good old Sasha. She still sounds like I, I, a heel, I, I, right? I love how she starts all her promos with that laugh. Now. The villain laugh. She's still doing the heel thing. Right. You know? I mean, it's better that way, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I feel like she's like a really conceited face at this point. Like, It works. Don't change too much, right? Yeah. It works for her. Maybe she knows what her next feud is going to be, and it's going to be against a babyface. Just start slowly weaning yourself into that direction. I don't know. Stay on that happy medium so you can just go either way. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? That's good for that match, right? Got everything yeah. out of it? Yeah. Good job in both ways. All right. Well, God help us, because uh, next we are going to be talking about the Women's Royal Rumble match. The fourth one ever. Yes, that is right. Uh, women's Royal Rumble match with 19% of you. Are these correct numbers? Hmm. Wow. 19% of you felt it would be Alexa Bliss. Also tied with Rhea Ripley at 19%. Bianca Belair at 13% tied with Bailey. Nikki Cross tied with Tessa Blanchard and Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler and Lita. 7%. I guess those are all the minorities that just picked obscure names that you knew damn well weren't going to win. And I can see... Uh, where these votes are coming from. A couple of you tried to double down there. But whatever, we'll let it slide. That being said, 13% of you were only ones correct anyway because the winner was Bianca Belair. And holy shit, a performance that girl put on. One hell of a performance. And she, she came absolutely in at number deserved three. It. I might have enjoyed this Royal Rumble more than I actually enjoyed the uh, men's Royal Rumble. I think it told a good story. And even though a lot of people are saying they enjoy not watching the week to week, I kind of find that in this case, the week to week paid off because there was a lot of good booking and overlapping storylines and people who connected. And even in the men's Royal Rumble, they did that well. But here especially, it manifested itself. Uh, that being said, the first person out, number one was Bailey. Number two was Naomi. You could talk if you have anything to say about these guys as I pull them through the curtain. <laughs> Go right ahead. I, I then, just love how Bailey goes to the commentary table and goes, when I win the Royal Rumble, I'm challenging Michael Cole. And she wholesale real shit had Cole carved in the back of her head this week. I saw on Twitter that she had Cole carved into the back of her head. And I was looking at it like, I wonder what fucking instagram or photoshop tool she's that's amazing i was like this is crazy that, that no. was, that's some i was like that's like some dedication to photoshop coal onto the back of you and then i was i didn't realize that she was crazy enough that she actually had coal on her fucking oh, head no, like she does shit like that all the time i know she's crazy fucking i thought nuts. that that was just the thing for twitter i was like oh wow a real person has that on her <laughs> that's the most like, recognition Cole ever got. Shit like that. Like, that is high level good for her we wind up with number three being Bianca Belair, the third one in. So the first three, Bailey, Naomi, Bianca Belair. Then we get Billy Kay, 
Shotzi Blackheart, and Shayna Baszler. Uh, Billy Kay is at ringside once again with that photo shit where she's trying to get a job, and then Baszler. You know what? Honestly, I don't. Her coming out with that photo wasn't as bad as Baszler choking her. Like, it couldn't have looked more shitty. Like, she punches the photo, and then she gives her the weakest choke where she just kind of squeezes her neck. She plushy toys her. She. You ever had like a plushy toy? She. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just she fucking collapsed. She's like boxing buddy her. Like, she, like, why was that the way you choke her out? Bring her down to the ground. Go down to one knee with her. You literally. And then she just fell like, ah. she had to do the rest of the choking <laughs> cell for herself. Come on, you lazy ass. Tony Storm was out there. Number seven. Tony Storm. Very, very uh, attractive, curvy female. Nonetheless, she looks like she should be the one re- reviewing Naomi. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, somebody needs to switch finishers here, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't I don't know all the eliminations. I could to keep up as much as I can. I might have missed a couple here, but I know Shayna did get wind up doing a lot of them. First off, she eliminated Shotzi as her number one. Uh, to our surprise, number eight in this rumble was Jillian Hall. I couldn't believe it when I heard the music. I forgot this bitch existed. That's about how long it takes for someone to be gone like that. In order for me to miss them, you know, because like you said in the chat room, that she was so gone so long that you forgot she existed. It was kind of like that for me. She was gone so long that I, oh wow, it felt like that uh, was actually nostalgia. Me why, I was like, holy shit! Not really positive nostalgia, but that was nostalgia. You know, I felt uh, I felt like wow, that brings me back to another time when good things were happening, not including you, but it still brings me back to that time. <laughs> But yeah, we, we you know she looks good though. Like I wouldn't mind if they kept her around. Like like that gimmick would work in today's um climate more than it would have back then. You know? Like I think it actually fit perfectly right into everything that we have going on having her sing. So, yeah, fucking Billy Kay just like wait, Billy and Jilly. She's just like, "Yeah." Yeah, the Billy and Jilly gimmick with Billy Kay finally finding some sort of a bond there. And then Ruby Riot number 9, there's the conflict of interest even though it's almost like the writers and bookers forgot that the Riot squad cut her loose. Like she's once again realigned with them here. Like they forget their own shit a lot of the time, you know. This is a raw storyline, so. Billy Kay on the other hand seems to be the only one who has any memories of everything that she's been through. Aside from just the bookers and writers all seem to be in separate forgetting everything. So what she winds up doing, interestingly enough, is she winds up doing some policing during the match or some politicking, depending on how you look at it. And policing and politicking a lot of the time, especially in 2021, are the same thing. That being said, she winds up helping Ruby to then try to convince her to align with the new team of Billy and Jilly. I was worried. I was nervous that we're going to get some new version of PMS by the end of this shit. Thankfully, no. So uh then we have a surprise cameo because number ten is Victoria. Yo, I follow her on Instagram. There was no indication she was gonna be in the rumble. Good old Victoria makes an appearance. And she's still getting they still have that music on her from when she was a fucking dancing character. Remember if it was a short period of time where they took her away from being yeah. like that black widow character, she became like a personal dancer. But then when she turned heel again, they slowed it down. But why have that music? Didn't she have like a, a popular song? What was the song? Yeah, it, was, uh, it, it was uh, all the things she said by Tattoo. So basically, right, actually, all the things she said. What it was. Like that was the way I remember her. Like the, that dancing shit doesn't work. You know what I remember though? Because Tattoo broke up. They can't even get Tattoo to do it anymore. They don't have to do it. It's on fucking track. Pay them yeah, their royalties separately. It's you, like they have you, to live in the same house. You, you know they don't like paying royalties. Good God, just for that. You know, but I, I really I, don't feel like paying shit. I feel like that dancing shit when they changed her from that character from that dark character to the one that just fucking comes out dancing, it, it ruined it. I, I think it's just because they go by 
the fact that that's probably the most recent thing they remember. So they think that's the most recent thing we're going to remember. And because used- I think we all have shittiest memory as they do. And that goes to show that there's been a changing of the guard because one thing that I've always said my entire life, literally my entire life, and they've just contradicted that tonight, is that no matter what you are in WWE, if you go away and you return for the Royal Rumble, they're always going to bring you back as your most known incarnation. And I've always used Hurricane Helms as an example, ironically, where I said it doesn't matter that Hurricane Helms went on to be Gregory Helms that was like a mean character that wasn't a superhero and was kicking people's asses. If he leaves and comes back, I always used to say he's the hurricane again. They're not going to go back to the mean character that he was temporarily. He's known as a hurricane. They want the hurricane pop. And I said this before they started bringing people back. Spoiler alert, he comes back and they do exactly what I said. But it's just funny that in the case of somebody like Victoria, uh, I, so what's uh, what's cool to thing that the music that Victoria used, Mi- Nicki Minaj yeah, was on it? The chick with the fake ass made that did that song. What, the one she came out to tonight? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I give more about you or my shit about that. Song I don't know anything Nikki. about those those people's music. As yeah, far she, as all, all you need to know is she has a fake ass. That, that's the whole yeah. thing. And when I say but, that, um, I don't mean it in the race of the rock. I mean like literally like current culture, current pop culture, people like that, yeah. and uh, whatever the guy is tonight, Mad Kitty, and all this other shit. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But yeah, all that tells you is it's not about what the most known gimmick is. It's one they remember. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember. Crazy Victoria. They See, there's what they gave her. Anyway, I wanted to see. Things has got dangerous inside the Winter's Royal Rumble. Yeah, she used to come out and do like a dance thing for a while because I don't know why. I really don't know why, to be honest. I don't know how stupid I did was beat that person up. Another Victoria just making you a little bit nervous. Yeah, that's so that's so unsuitable. Two time women's champion. What do they do? They had to screw something up. It's okay though. I mean, maybe that's all that was available. Maybe it was last minute. I don't know what what the reason that's what I'm was. Saying. But there was no way, there was no way in the world they could have they could have either still had the rights to her old music or felt like getting it. Yeah, I hope I never have to hear whatever that shit is again. I don't care which Minaj made it. I don't care what Minaj a trois. <laughs> as long as she don't come back again, we gotta worry about that. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> oh my god. Get that sense out before I acknowledge your bullshit. That was fucking stupid. <laughs> go, go, go. Shut no. Oh, man. Anyway, where were we in this rumble? All right, right. So Victoria comes out, and then 11 is Peyton Royce. We get an iconic reunion on Victoria because they beat her up with a couple of their double teams. Peyton Royce, for some weird reason, who did she hit the Widow's Peak on? She hit on. She, 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 she hit on, I think it was Tony, and it wasn't even a Widow's Peak. It looked like a weird, gory bomb esque move. Yeah, which essentially is what the Widow's Peak is similar to. But then Victoria winds up grabbing Peyton Royce and hitting her with the actual Widow's Peak, right? Hit her with the real fucking one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 12 is Santana Garrett. 13, Liv Morgan, who apparently doesn't have her own music anymore, speaking of music. is back to just the default Riot Squad. I don't know what happened with uh that. Big E is part of New Day, but when he came out, he has New Day music. Why the fuck would you need her to go back to the default Riot Squad? The whole point of building an, an actual singles run. It just goes to show me that they don't really even care. They don't care what those characters. You could tell who they care with who they don't. Uh, Billy eventually slams Jilly. So, so much for that, right? Or Jilly eventually slams Billy, rather. Yeah. Because Billy's the one hard up for work. That's sad when you're trying to be friends with Jilly. But anyway. But Billy, <laughs> but Billy, as revenge, winds up defeating Jilly. 
And the official goes, Ryan Squad! And then it starts rolling like that. That is bitch. crazy. So. To think that Billy and Jilly made it that far together and then it came down to the two of them. This, to me, is the biggest dramatic turn since the last stage of Double Dragon 1. You, you fucking know? stupid. <laughs> we went from Billy and Jimmy in the 80s to Billy and Jilly in 2021. So and there was the upset. <laughs> what the fuck? The Riot Squad winds up eliminating Billy. So she goes out right after Jilly. Now we don't have to say that anymore. They're both gone. Aren't you relieved? Number 14, Rare Ripley, who winds up eliminating Tony Storm. That's going to further the NXT feud, so you know what that was for. Uh, Bailey, thankfully, gets to take Victoria's Tarantula. Very cool to get to see that move. Shayna winds up eliminating Victoria. Rhea Ripley eliminates uh, Santana Garrett, who uh, most people didn't notice or even know who that was. It was funny that she was in the match, and I was like, why? Did somebody (laughs) call out sick? Like, what? Charlotte Flair is placed directly in the middle of this rumble as number 15. Bailey winds up powerbombing Ruby Riot to elimination. Dana Brooke is 16. Liv Morgan, in the meantime, gets eliminated by Peyton Royce. Tori Wilson is number 17. How do they keep her young looking? What staple are they using for that? No idea. Oh. Rhea deadlifting Dana and slamming her on the corner of the apron. Too, too dangerous. Too, 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 too dangerous. Got to be careful. What's with these corners lately? When everybody wants to impale themselves. Hey, fuck it, right? You know, just fucking re- fucking re- re- Rhea made sure you remember her eliminating you in this batch. Mm, just too much. Just too much of that going on here. Uh, by the way, Tom Phillips, try to keep up with your numbers. Tom Phillips, like when we're at 18 with Lacey, he's at 17. You're there, bro. Add one. You're there. You're not only you're there, but you're paid. You're paid to be there. Like I just, I'll just never get that. You know. Uh, so Lacey's number eighteen. When Tom says seventeen, keep up, Tom. She's wearing a Ric Flair style robe, and Charlotte beat her to ringside and literally ruffles her feathers. We're like Charlotte. Like you see the feathers running like all over. They're fluttering all over the fucking ring. The feathers you I could saw, see like she I tore saw her. Bailey run across the ring. I saw the feathers chase her, and I lost my shit. Like it was like a cartoon because you didn't even need to see the ass whooping to know what's happening because all the feathers are all over the place. Incredible. Charlotte winds up eliminating Peyton. Peyton kind of accidentally her foot hung down. I know she did good. Hopefully she didn't tear her groin or something there with the way that she uh split with her legs still elevated on the apron while descending down to the ringside, man. Guess we'll have to see there. Shayna goes on to add to eliminations with Tori Wilson. No loss there. Uh, Nick, Mickey James is 19. I don't remember exactly where did, uh, do you remember exactly when Victoria got eliminated? Cause I just thought it's not that it really matters, but it's just a shame that Mickey and Victoria didn't really have like a moment in the ring together. But then again, they don't like to acknowledge that they even had moments outside of there. So my, my they memory doesn't serve me very well. Did that big Mickey James, Victoria feud that lasted years, did any of that ever happen in WWE? Nope. You know, I never thought about that. That was that was specifically TNA, right? Yeah, and that was the start of the that was the real start of the women's revolution. Which is a shame because when you really think of Mickey James and you think of her feud, honestly, her biggest feud to me is still Victoria as Tara and TNA, and the amount of different pay per views that they covered and the crazy things they were doing, the matches they were having like in cells and cages and shit, way before the women's evolution, and that's probably why WWE didn't even put them within arm's reach of each other in the Rumble because who else would have done that? Because they, they don't like the fact that Stephanie McMahon couldn't just get wheeled out there and fucking take credit for the fucking cage match. They hate acknowledging stuff that's not their own shit, right? Because it gets over without them. Like, but hey. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, what do we have after that? Let's we see, so Mickey came in. Well, yeah, Mickey was in, and then she had a little interaction with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki Cross came in right after her as number 20. Alicia Fox came in as number 21. And this gave intermission for an R-Truth championship run-through. I don't know if that's what they call, but that's what I'm going to start calling them. It makes it easier for my typing or for my note-taking to just write R-Truth run-through from now on. Whenever that shit happens. Not going to sit here and break it down, but there was an R-Truth run-through. But you know what this actually causes to happen? This causes... uh, Truth is basically using Fox in the ring, whipping her into the ropes to knock people that are attempting to take his 24-7 title from him. So he's keeping them at bay, whipping her to the apron. She inadvertently uh, basically winds up rolling him up. And midway through the rumble, Fox wins the 24-7 championship to be continued. And celebrates like she's not still in the fucking match. Yes, and celebrates. Uh, Dakota Kai is number 23. Lacey Evans winds up eliminating Mickey James with the women's right, which, uh, yeah, good showing by Mickey in the Rumble, which uh, I don't know if some people were saying that she's retired. She's not retired. They moved her to the Legends category, which that that's their prerogative to do. That doesn't mean she's retired just because they consider her a legend. legend. They, they just forgot about her. Yeah, like Legends do things all the time. We knew she wasn't going to win, but I'm glad that she got to make a good showing there. Mickey James, welcome back. Always a delight to see you. you and be here for Royal Rumble. No stranger. Talk about it. You know, tell what? us about it. I, I wasn't in the Royal Rumble last year because I was injured. So this is my, you know, my big comeback, if you will. It's the first time this year that I've been in a WWE ring. It's the first time I've been in a Thunderdome here in Tampa. And it's pretty incredible. I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of tonight. It's different on this side of it, you know, because I haven't wrestled and I feel like so long. How long has it been now? A year and a half? It's been over, yeah. Well, no, because I came back, and you know, against Asuka, but that was Asuka and Zelina, and that was my last match here. Well, looking absolutely phenomenal, not only here, but physically out there. You're just so incredibly talented, and I'm sure you're no stranger to all the the superstars here. Do. And no, you do it all I'm so great. well. I'm so grateful. No, I'm blessed to be a part of this. It was fun to see and share the ring with Tori, with Victoria, with, you know, even Jillian Hall, even though we have to say that my singing skills are much better than hers. You know? Yeah. Okay. I think <laughs> I can't I'm going to steal her headset, actually. Did you see where that went? I think I could I'm use sure it I for my find shows. It for you. And, yeah, we do not let it, like, we don't need to let her have that ever again. Okay. Okay. You know, it's torturous, Got it. especially for the children. We'll get you a headset. Thank you so much. And a microphone. that. And a microphone. But Mickey James. And a bus. Okay. Yeah. We are so and happy. a pair of golden slippers, if you could get that for me, too. We're going to work and on that. And a belt that says, greatest champion ever made. You're okay. welcome. we got to find that title. Good old Mickey. Good personality. I wish they would have done more with her. Yeah, but then that involves effort and not pushing shit that doesn't involve Stephanie. Mm-hmm. So, number 24 was Carmella. Uh, Ripley eliminated Dakota Kai, and she's another one who bumped fucking hard on the way out. And she also eliminated Mandy Rose. And she eliminated Nikki Cross. Yeah, five eliminations for uh, Rhea had the most, I believe, of anybody this particular match tonight. Mm-hmm. And Tamina, she super kicks uh, Reginald, who, uh, who keeps essentially catching Carmella. But this time... She gets eliminated. Um, I love how he dropped her before he took the super kick. Mm-hmm. 
which was really silly. But um, I don't know. They just wanted to do that. I'm surprised. I'm sad that he didn't turn or we didn't get any kind of stuff with him. Uh, they did one of those feet didn't touch moments with Naomi, uh, where she uses uh Bianca Belair's hair essentially to climb back into the ring. Someone said, "What's Naomi doing here?" And I said, it's "For a Kofi moment." And this was, I guess, the That's best. All here for. I guess this was the best Kofi moment that they could do, you know, because uh. When it comes to the Royal Rumble, she was finally there and she avoided elimination with Bianca's hair. We're not going to see her again until next year. I'm pretty sure we didn't see her for more than a month after. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, look at no. Hold on a sec, guys. No, no, the feet didn't touch. That's silly because you could just always take a back bump if that's the case. Naomi is that, still that, that kind of feet never touching match. shouldn't really oh, count. Evans trying to eliminate Bel Air. How she gets back in. Wait a minute. Naomi's got a hold of uh, Belair's hair. What? Uh, Belair's only hanging on by See, her that's not as athletic to me as it is silly. Me both. Uh, and look like, at save feats of, of not Naomi getting eliminated for, like, smarter. This has to be clever ways to do it, then. The music the and I did like the fact that the two of them do decide to team up here. Let's both, let's both make it back up together, even though it looked ugly. Smart teamwork. Oh, are you kidding me? Rumble match. All right. And it worked. All right, well. Yeah. I mean, she had to get that one in, so. Yeah. It was different. You know, I give them credit. You know, there's some creativity. I still think this Rumble is one of the better Rumbles. This is one of the greatest, in my opinion, one of the greatest Rumbles of all time as far as the pacing oh, yeah, and storytelling and fantastic. stuff. I enjoyed it the whole time, so I'm not going to complain. Everything felt connected the whole time. Mm-hmm. Number 26 Except you know what? Lana. You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Baber. Thank you so much, Baber Ali. Trying to keep up with everybody here. So many screens. Anyway. Yeah, Lana's back. Mm-hmm. Good old Lana returns. And 27 is Alexa Bliss, who starts kicking everyone's ass with fiend power. Works better for her than for him. But they all wind up jumping her when they see the dangers ahead. And uh, she's about to kill me. And she's about to transform again, right? Like going to her deeper transformation. And then fucking Rhea Ripley 17. Sorry, he said, no, bitch, be gone. <laughs> Yeah, you're lucky, right? You're lucky that that thing's timed. You see, people always watch Dragon Ball, wonder why they never did that. You know, like whenever somebody stops to go into a stance like that, and you know that it means bad shit. Nobody just ever ran up and fucking hit them. You just stand there looking and all wondering what they're gonna do next. Rhea Ripley's not about that life because she saw she didn't know what it was. She heard ear. She was like, nope, bye. nope. <laughs> it was just so funny to me to see like five people jump the smallest girl in the back. Yeah, we're not gonna let her trigger that. that. Fucking killed me crazy hope you don't pay for that shit though yeah we all know what record show ripley's gonna be on that might come back and probably... mm-hmm. so ember moon is number 28 uh <laughs> nia is number 29 ember moon is number 28 appropriately so nia Jax is number 29 <laughs> very appropriately so you know very appropriately so a lot of thought went into this number placement let me guess. That was, about, that was the before after. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell anymore. Tell me who's before. Lacey and Ember get eliminated by Nia Jax. Uh, the tag team champs, the newfound tag team champs, eliminate Naomi together. Nia pretends to turn on Tamina. I mean, on Shayna, essentially, for Tamina because she's family, but it's a trick, and they wind up eliminating Tamina using this trick. But then they start beating each other up anyway. It was just like, all right, I did that for you. I got rid of my own family for you. Rah, they start fucking each other up. It, anyway. it, it kind of turns into that we can beat each other up, but nobody else can type shit. Because the second somebody jumps into it, it's like, oh, nope, not today. Not today. 
uh, Nia winds up eliminating Shayna. And then Nia and Lana get into some shit where Lana, Lana sort of baits her and first she jumps on top of her. She tries to sort of bear hug her. And uh, it essentially winds up ending in Lana pulling the rope down when uh, and Nia doing the old charge forward and then getting eliminated. So there was some just desserts there. Number 30, as we knew ahead of time, was Natalia, who winds up getting beat up by the tag champs before even entering because they're still pissed off. Natalia pretends to be friends with Lana again when she gets into the ring, but she winds up eliminating her like, shit, just get out of here. Done. There's the storyline again. Final four. Natalia, Bianca Belair, Charlotte, and Rhea Ripley. Bianca Belair eliminates Natalia. It's back to the three that started it all at NXT last year going into the WrestleMania. The you don't even go here angle comes full circle. And you get Rhea Ripley and Bianca who wind up eliminating Charlotte. And, uh, the two of them are sort of having a battle that bleeds out to the apron where they almost both fall. And I really did like the two of them calmly deciding to form a temporary alliance, get back into the ring together, and then battle it out. I just love hearing fucking renegotiate. Let's not do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. Let's just get back into the ring. <laughs> He's not like a fucking hostage negotiator. Yeah. This culminates in a very fantastic exchange of reversals and finishers before Bianca winds up taking it. Yeah, like I said in the chat, this was booked as tight as a kitten's asshole. There was no room for error here. Everything went perfect. I really dug the way that this went, the pacing, the tone, everything. Wonderful. Yeah, and then fucking the emotions come up pouring out because holy shit, I believe 58 minutes, a rumble record, which puts Bianca in a very interesting little piece of rumble history now because one, she is the first pure blood African American woman, African American in general, to win the Rumble. Two, she is the she joins Roman Reigns as a person who set a record one year and then won the following year. But here's a little interesting thing: she's the only Rumble competitor to ever set a record back to back years because she had the most eliminations last year, and now she's been in the longest this year. Mm-hmm. Like this might be her match. <laughs> Yeah, it was. This was definitely something special. Yeah, but that girl earned that. Like I've never been so happy for a Rumble winner before. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff here, and like you said, I couldn't think of a better person for it. I think that they did a great job in uh, building her up to this point. This is the reason I brought up SmackDown earlier when I said she went over Bailey clean, and uh, this was sort of them starting to build her up and push her for this. So yeah. that's very cool. So, uh, one of the coolest things Biggie actually even said on his Twitter. That girl got a road warrior pop in the back. Yeah, absolutely. Bianca, huge victory for you tonight. On Friday, you said beating Bailey was the biggest win of your career. Does this top it? Oh, beating Bailey was one thing. It was great. But winning the Women's Royal Rumble and lasting over an hour, what can top this other than now going to WrestleMania? This is a great moment. This is a moment that I can't even describe. It's just the answer is a feeling. It's a feeling. How do I feel? It's just a feeling that I can't describe. And I'm just so excited. I'm so ready to go to WrestleMania. Have you put any thought into WrestleMania? <laughs> I'm just taking one step at a time. You know, I beat Bailey. that I won the Women's Warrior Rumble match. And right now I'm just living in the moment. I got to go call my mom. I got to call my daddy. I got to go celebrate with my husband, Tez. I'm living in the moment. And after tonight, I'm just going to prepare for WrestleMania. And then I'll focus on who I'm going to face. But all I can say is, you know, you can't spell WrestleMania without EST. So I'm going to show up and show out. <laughs> How can you not love that girl? 
Yeah, no, absolutely, Holy man. Holy shit. Yeah, she had probably one of the most emotional speeches in that ring, though. She even literally called out, like, Mom, Dad, I did it. Yeah. Like, really cool. You could tell... You could tell for a moment the whole gimmick fell fell down like, holy shit, I'm going to WrestleMania. And I also like that everyone in the Royal Rumble had a presence. And it still yeah, came down to... Yeah, nobody was just there. And it still came down to, like, the next generation of wrestlers. It came down to two NXT girls that had a storyline and an angle. And it almost felt like Charlotte sort of passed the torch there. You know? That's why it, it needed to come down to those three. I think that the final three in this case was more important than the final four, if you will. It was kind of weird when it got down to those last three. I was like, we're either going to get... I was like, no matter what, we're getting history. Because we were either going to get a back-to-back winner, the first African-American winner, or the first Australian winner. We were sitting on history no matter who won this match. Yeah. And I literally even said in the chat room, I was like, all right, gut check, ladies. Who wants this shit? <laughs> yeah, completely. Good stuff, man. Uh, like I said, the reason why I'm paying a lot of attention to this rumble is because the girls haven't... Uh, it's not that the girls have been bad, but a lot of the time the girls haven't had like the kind of rumbles that we've been seeing. You know what I mean? That have been like really top quality like this. They've been good, but I think that this really outshowed the guys in a lot of ways. And it's not to even say that the guy rumble was bad. You know, it's just more that uh, this one was just put together because the girls have longer term storylines. And then the reality is that longer term stories are always going to pay off, you know. And with the guys, there's a lot yeah. of one-offs because there's a lot of cameos. There's people who show up that are here seasonally, then they're not here. There's not time to really develop and, like, meld things together. And I find that since most of that is relegated to Raw, a lot more people on that brand wind up suffering from that. So, you know. Any other thoughts on this one? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much else. Bianca, you did good, girl. We'll see you at Mania. Yeah, we got a couple of postings here, which we should probably look into. One of the exciting ones, I guess, is Jillian. <laughs> just because we haven't seen her in so long. Wow. That, hey, you know, I'm I'm just reading from the script, man. I'm not writing the book here. Jillian, what a surprise. Welcome back. Tell me about what it was like to enter tonight here at the WWE Thunderdome as part of the Royal Rumble match. Oh, my goodness. I've been waiting for this moment for like 10 years now. It was amazing to come back out. I'm so excited to be here. I didn't win, though. I apologize, but you did have an awesome showing out wait, there. Wait, wait, wait. Did you hear me sing? I did, and it sounded outrageous. <laughs> yes, I know. It was really good. Ooh, I was excited out there. So how is it like being with uh, the current locker room, the women's locker room? You know, they're all right. They're good girls. They are good girls. You know, I could take them any other night. Tonight wasn't my night, but uh, next time, psh- well, awesome. Thanks so much. We, we just loved seeing you out there. It was such a great surprise. You know you want my... Oh God! I can't even take a few. I can't even take a few minutes of it. I I don't miss her anymore. I take I was it back. Just about to say, good to have you back. You fucked it up. No, he reminded me how awful it could be. Oh yeah, no this was her main. This was technically her main roster call up. So even though they're just like, oh yes, for my next team, this was like them welcoming her to the main roster. Bianca. No, uh, Rhea. Oh Rhea. I mean, I guess we heard for a while that she was going to be coming up to the main roster, right? Yeah, and she's been gone from a. She hasn't been on NXT since New Year's Evil. Yeah, that was pretty much her write off to sort of pass the torch to her. To her buddy, Rhea Ripley. I mean, not Rhea Ripley, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Even though they didn't acknowledge that friendship until almost the end of the feud. And it's almost the end of the last match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
something else. And also they had Tori Wilson. I, I want to get a good close up of her too. So I'm kind of glad. Can't believe that Tori Wilson like that. Is this bitch a vampire? Like, I don't know. I don't understand what's going on here. There's some sort of mysterious show. I haven't seen Stacey Keebler. I'm curious about her, but. Uh, Tori, what a great surprise wow, having incredible. you at Royal Rumble tonight. Looks. But I must say, it hasn't been too long. We saw you at Legends Night not too long ago with Angel Garza and that whole thing. But let's talk about Royal Rumble. Being, a, and being able to make this entrance with this group of girls, what was it like? Honestly, it, I think it, tonight in particular, it feels so spectacular because it was like the present, the future, and the past. You know, we've got those NXT girls that are kicking butt. We got to my old school friends and, of course, all the current butt kickers. It, it never gets old. What's it like to see everybody, though, here? Like like a reunion for you, it must be. It, no matter how much time goes by, it's always like you just picked up. Like, it was yesterday. All the faces. It's, it's just, it's really weird. How about any nerves or excitement? Like, what do you feel yeah. when you're like, you go back in the day and you hear your music hit? Yes. Well, I always get excited when I hear my music hit. But I'll be honest, um, usually when I know there's a crowd... I have knots in my stomach all day long. And so all day today, I have not had knots. And I'm like, something's wrong with me, Tori. What's up? And, but I did feel the knots right before I went out. So we were good. You need those knots a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for your time. It was awesome seeing you out there. Thank you so much. See ya. Well, good to see from her, you know? Yeah. The secret of eternal youth. You got to ask her, what is her secret, right? I need to visit a vampire. I swear to God. She's a something. You'll never see her eating garlic. I don't want to know. <laughs> She's never been in any other federations after WWE, right? not, not even in the no, appearances she, or anything. She didn't go anywhere else. You know, like aside from a few signings here and there, there really wasn't too much to do with her. All right, let me see. Do we got any other stuff here? No, I got the Tory stuff up for you guys. Yeah, everybody sees it? Good. All right. Okay. Uh, what do we got next? We got the WWE Universal title last man standing match. Yep, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Fifty-nine percent of you feel Roman Reigns was going to retain his championship, whereas forty-one percent of you felt that Kevin Owens was going to run away with the upset, with the winner being Roman Reigns. Your controller died. <laughs> Weekly Planet says that uh, your your controller died when uh when she started singing. That is an act of God. Yeah, that's definitely something special, right there. Everybody was like, "Shut it off, click." Yeah, I just, it's too obnoxious. I, I thought it would be good, but you know what? It, it's really annoying. It's more annoying than it, it is funny. You, it makes you glad. It, it, it reminds you of why you forgot about it. Because you purr this shit out of your head. I yeah, remember hearing that music every fucking week. Did you, you have like a boogeyman angle where he ate her face? Yeah, he fucking <laughs> ate the shit. Because that was the whole gimmick. That was the gimmick before the singing was you had the fucking growth on her face. And everybody in JBL's cabinet had to try to look on one side of her face and not the other. How did she get a growth on her face? It was just there. You just showed up and it was there. But, like, it wasn't there before. No, it had it, it always been there. At least as long as they've been working with that gimmick. <laughs> and one day, fucking, fucking boogeyman just said, be gone with you and just ate your shit. Boo. Yeah, exactly. I boo this angle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Anyway. Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman there. Kevin Owens. I do like that this starts with an intense brawl, uh, an immediate Superman punch that Owens recovers from, and he takes it to the old school well, hitting the pop-up powerbomb. Not even the sit-out one, the regular one. Yep, his previous WWE NXT finisher. Owens takes a nasty bump 
off of the, t- the I guess, what do you want to call it? The Thunderdome screens into a table? Yeah. Like, it looks pretty- like, um, like the way the Thunderdome's built, like, there's, when you see the higher up screens, because it's like there's a, they're on an elevated area. Yeah. I'm going to say, I think we got it here. Let's see if we bring that up real quick. Yeah, I think that's it. Dragging yes. himself back to his feet. He's going to run. No, Roman, no! Look how high up that is. No! Kevin Owens has a stunner! Oh, no, 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 oh, no. Reigns is close to the edge. That could be catastrophe. Jabby doesn't realize. Superman punch! No, Roman, no! No! That is rough. Rough that bump there, That thing was going to have like that regular crunchy here. Like, that shit sounded like it hurt. He took flight, boy. Look at that. Rough they beat landing. They shit out of each other in this match, though. Holy fuck. Rough as hell landing. That's for absolute sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if they're going to have Owens crawling to the back, which is essentially what they wind up doing in this match. He's crawling and Romans is crawling. There's a bunch of crawling going on. At the very least, they should lower the crowd. You know what I mean? You're backstage now. Yeah. It should get distant. It still sounds like you're in the same exact location that that piped-in crowd. Fix it. Make it sound further away. Fade them out a little bit. You know, around here, we fade out our own drops. I guess that means you should be able to, too. You don't just assume this shit gets lower by itself, do you? (laughs) But then again, sometimes we update their own polls, so. It's unbelievable. I'm man. just saying. I'm not saying we might just be a little bit more advanced. Yeah. Roman hitting Owens with that golf cart looked really brutal. That was a rough spot yeah. there. He ate every bit of that shit. There was a lot of brutality here. Owens hits Roman with the I am the table pop up power bomb, then a nasty splash to finally break it. I am the table be damned. Mm-hmm. Uh Owens with a senton from the top of that forklift through the table onto Reigns below. Look like he didn't want to be the high chief too much there. I love when he picks him up after when he's like, whose blood is that on your face now? Mine? No, that's tribal blood. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. He's technically right. He's technically right. Reigns went spearing Owens through the screen. The old broken top of the ramp spear gimmick going on there. Uh, I was kind of surprised you didn't see like the sparks and explosions at this time. Yeah. Roman comes out with handcuffs, but Owens gets the upper hand manager to handcuff him to the barricade in a position where he is unable to get his body to an upright position. So so he winds up grabbing the official who's at the nine count and pulling him into a solid matter of post in front of him, knocking him unconscious. Killed that ref. Um, good bump by the ref there. So then Heyman shows up and I guess he has a key, which if they were smart, they should make this lock. With an extremely small key, right? And there's a few things. We're not even going to get into the mistake yet. This is before we can get to the fucking botch. But an extremely small key. And don't zoom the camera in, stupid, at the extremely small key. Why, you might ask? So that you could say that it's a lockpick. Paul Heyman came out here with some sort of a lockpick. Why? Because Paul Heyman's a crafty motherfucker who's probably had to lockpick himself out of things many a time. Maybe the back of a squad car. Who knows? But what he shouldn't have is the keys to handcuffs that don't belong to him. I guess maybe he has them because they're Roman's handcuffs. So what did he do? He gave Paul Heyman a copy? What was that conversation like? You know what? I don't want to know. But I, I do know that if you make it a fucking lockpick, 
all of these problems disappear. And then it also explains why it takes long because he's no longer unlocking a key. He no longer looks like an incompetent fuck or an incompetent putz. He instead now looks like someone who's trying to pick a lock. And there's a lot more empathy from the fans watching at home because they probably don't know how to pick locks. Even if he got it late, they'd be impressed that he picked a fucking lock. Making it a key breaks everything. So don't zoom in all the way. It's not that hard to fix this. But since we know it's a key, what happens? We, it becomes what's wrong. And what went wrong? Everything. Everything goes wrong here. Because uh, they can't get the fucking key. They, the, the key shoot gets stuck. It, it shoots stuck. I, I panicked for them. <laughs> right, I was, I was like, like, oh, oh my fuck. God. You guys, you guys, I panicked for them. And why aren't they fake cuff? You guys, you shoot cuffs? You really handcuffed that man to the, to the thing? You imagine how bad that shit could have got? What if someone lost that key? That shoot key? What would you have done? You would have had to help come out there? Cut them off? Turn off the Thunderdome? It'd be like that old that old promo. Remember during the Attitude Era where like uh, Vince is coming in the building and asking questions about Stone Cold and he gets mad and he goes to turn off. Turn it off! Turn it off! I own that camera! I own that mic! Turn it off! <laughs> and everything cuts off. They need to do one of those, right? Remember that shit? That'd be great, big. That'd be great. Miss busting the Thunderdome. I own that camera. I own those screens. Turn it off. Just turn it all off. I love that guy. That's one of my favorite attitude air things. I think it was Michael Cole. I threw with the camera, and he was back when Michael Cole was back. He said, Mr. McMahon, how do you feel about the Stone Cold? Whatever it was. And he was like, turn it off. I own that camera. I own that mic. <laughs> and, and everything just went black. It cut to DX coming out. <laughs> it was a hard cut to just, are you ready? <laughs> That's what they needed. They needed to just cut to DX for no reason. But yeah, they got stuck with the handcuffs here. And uh, that, you know, I got to be honest, as much as we're enjoying it, having fun with it, to be completely honest, that kind of took me out of the match because everything stopped. The ref even stopped counting to 10 and he looked around like, oh shit, what do we do? And then Roman had to crouch down so that he's technically not, he's standing. He's the last man crouching. <laughs> he got to be the last man crouching thanks to him using his shoot handcuffs. <laughs> That took me. I still enjoyed this match, but that moment of botch, such a big moment for such an important sequence. And you know what would have helped? And I guess this is something you can't do if you can't uh, call it in the ring. You have to have like a script in a certain amount of time. When a botch happens that close to the finish, I kind of feel like you should go an extra minute or something. You know what I mean? Like if you're if the move before that leads into your finish botches, then do something else. Because the very next thing was the finish. So now they fixed the botch. And where the fuck was Owens? Because now he's just suddenly there, ready to get the finish. Because suddenly he's there. Owens is just there to get hit with a guillotine lock and put to sleep. Where was he standing before? What was happening during that? Because he was off camera. So he just kind of had to stand idly by. I, I imagine him standing kind of like in Mortal Kombat, the finish impulse. Like that whole time he hadn't recovered. He's just standing there wobbling while this whole shit's going on. And they went over to the, he had the longest finish. And even the Mortal Kombat characters, you have a certain amount of time before you get to do that. And this guy's just been wobbling off to the side for the entire finish of the match. So it, it took me out of it. Not going to lie. I don't know how you felt about it. So I think it would have bothered me more if it would have happened earlier in the match. But just the fact that like the next thing that happened was the finish. And I was just kind of like, uh, it could have been worse. Maybe that's just me. But I mean, if you look at it that way, you know, like, sure, like, it could have like, been worse. I've seen it... shit like that happen like, in the middle of the match. And then I got to deal with like 10 more minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then those ones when the next thing that ends it, I was like, okay. It didn't kill the whole match. Just it could have been way worse. It, 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 been, it was virtually like somebody tripped at the finish line and then won. It could have been that they didn't get him out at all. Right, but yeah, like when he choked him out, that motherfucker was beat red when he went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Had that deep guillotine in there. Yeah, for sure. 
Good stuff, though. You know, I got to say, I'm enjoying this. This is the most I've enjoyed a, a, a wrestling pay-per-view in years. Yeah. This you felt know? like a real last man standing match. Not Randy Orton and Edge walking and brawling for 40 minutes. Like, they beat the holy high hell out of each other in this match. Yeah. Now, that brings us to the men's Royal Rumble. Look at that. We, ha- we had to cover two Royal Rumbles. We're covering all 30 contenders to both spots, and we didn't take three hours. Incredible. And we didn't have to talk about the history of the Royal Rumble. We actually talk about the Rumble. We do our job. Imagine that being responsible and shit. Men's Royal Rumble match. Let's talk a little bit about the results here as far as the voting community went. We had 27% of you. Once again, we have some ties here. 27% of you thought Edge would take it tied with Daniel Bryan with the other 27% of you. 14% of you for The Fiend, which was a manual entry. So several of you actually went for that. Alistair Black with 13%. Montez Ford with 7%. Goldberg with 6%. And literally entered in, as you know who Willie's pick is, 3%, which I'm assuming he meant Bo Dallas. And then Egg with 3%. Well, who is that? Duncan Egg from the fucking George R. R. Martin shorts? Like, what are we talking about? Dr. Eggman? Richard, is he Egg? Who fuck is Egg? That's what that man. Oh, it's supposed to be Edge, and they forgot the, 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 there's not two Gs, and there's one E, you're short of D. Who's Egg? Fuck it up. I just added it there. Why yeah, not? Egg, um, Egg didn't win. He didn't even make an appearance. Didn't even make an yeah. appearance. Yeah, uh, and this goes into one of the things where I kind of had a problem with WWE over the week. Okay. Don't tell me who's going to be in at 1 and 2. Just like, don't tell me who's going to be in at 30. There's certain moments I really like in the Rumble. That's two of them. I think that they should tell you who's going to be in at 30 if it's just a regular person who's on the roster every week and the fans are there to boo it because they're always going to want something special. But when you're in complete control and you can control the booing and you're just going to have a generic rumble and it's just going to be a generic person at the Thunderdome, just don't have them come out. No one's going to boo. Because, I mean, the only time for me since I've been watching wrestling that knowing when somebody was going to come and work for me was when Benoit won the rumble because it was you when you... Because the way they built it up, it was like literally you knew for about a month that he was going to have to run through 29 other people. And when it finally happened, it was like, oh, shit, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then he got to the last person. It was like, holy shit, he did it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Edge and Randy Orton, one and two, starting this off. Edge running to meet Orton at the top of the ramp to brawl. The feud continues. Number three being Sami Zayn. Four being Mustafa Ali, five being Jeff Hardy. Now there is an RKO party at this point where Jeff, Zayn, Ali, everybody gets an RKO. You get one, you get one. Look under your seat, even you get one. We get the spear. I just love how, I just love how he RKO Zayn. He's just like, I like your fight. I like your fight. I like yeah. your fight. I knew he wasn't gonna join him. <laughs> Silly Zayn. Uh, spear on Orton by Edge. Edge hits his signature DDT, what they used to be called, the Education. Uh, yeah, the Education. Yeah, which I think at one point before that it was the Impaler DDT or the Gothic Face Drop, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah they call it uh, after they stopped calling it the Education, they called it the Impaler. Yeah, but Education DDT, original finisher for you old school Attitude Era guys, hits him with that shit right on the I Am The Announce table. Good job with that. Good callback for old school fans because if you look at that DDT, very different form in the execution of that from everyone else. Uh, number six being Ziggler who eliminates Jeff Hardy, seventh Nakamura, eight is Carlito. How cool is that? He looked great. Yeah, awesome. Nine is Xavier Woods, 10 is Big E, which brings New Day out here. It's funny how we keep getting different incarnations of New Day, but they all work. One, This is probably one of the greatest stables of all time. 
you know no matter also, how you pair uh, them no matter what you do it's perfect which also very cool uh new day having luke harper dedicated gear which um his wife did see it and she loved it very cool she they, she didn't even know they were gonna do it she said on her instagram that she teared up seeing that yeah very cool that they were gonna have uh luke harper gear that the company allowed them to do that you know, I thought they looked excellent there. And again, this is great with this team, how no matter what combination of guys you put in the ring together, whether it's Kofi and Big E or Kofi and Woods or Woods and Big E in this case, they have their own moves, their own signature things and their own spots, and they're formidable. You know, this is literally this generation's free birds. And it's not better, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I've always you loved know? the fact that they're, they're probably the only team I've ever seen that have two different finishers. And they never need to change it, anything about it. No one needs to have a gimmick change or adjust anything. It's just something that works perfectly. They're lucky that they have something like that. Like, they're, they know? have the min, which they hit here, the midnight hour. And then if it's Kofi or Woods, they have daybreak. Depending on the combination, depends on the finisher you have to go to. It's absolutely so brilliant. Team, that makes them even harder to plan for. Future Hall of Famers, all of them, probably as the New Day and inducted separately. These are like really successful men in this business. Perfect examples of success. As you can see there, Sami Zayn gets eliminated appropriately. So furthering that feud between those guys. Uh, really good, really good, solid stuff in here. This again, Which this also, I like that uh, Nakamura's gone back to his old look of no shirt and pants. Yeah, it seems like they're doing a lot of Nakamura going back these days, huh? Yeah, because I was never a fan of the bodysuit. I don't know, like yeah, Maybe it's because I, I was so used to shirtless Nakamura, but... Yeah, they changed a lot about him. Uh, Eleven is Morrison. Why does Cole call him Johnny Drip Drip? What was that about again? It's, it's that fucking stupid, ignorant, fucking rap gimmick thing they oh, had. Oh, right, they right, right, yeah. right. That shit, I forgot all of... Oh, my God. That again? Go to hell, everybody. Yeah. Why that. I'm oh, saying God, why this is fucking Jobber Mike and tie his wife a fucking buddy. <laughs> Mustafa Ali eliminates Woods. And then freaking Big E, in revenge, angrily throws him over the rope with one hand, single hand, just throws him out of the ring. That's retribution. 12 is Ricochet. 13 is Elias, who eliminates Carlito almost immediately. And that's the end. It's funny how Carlito was announced by WWE. And that's the only reason people started asking for Carlito. For anyone, we didn't really cover it in too much detail, because I'm sure you all know. What they did for the Legends Night was they announced a whole bunch of people that they didn't even bother to contact, which either means that they didn't get the time, they forgot, or they really just never planned on having these people on. They just wanted to hype it. We Carlito, a couple of the girls that went on Twitter were like, I didn't even know. They just threw a bunch of names out there and said that they're going to be them. This is the reason that for anyone who's wondering, this is why everybody's asking about where Carlito's been, because they specifically listed a whole bunch of legends. If you go back a couple of Mondays to that legend night, they listed a whole bunch of legends that were not the legends that they brought out at all. <laughs> it's just funny that that's how little regard there was but carlito was one of those names so i guess maybe something went wrong we heard that he was backstage uh and they didn't use him some people speculated so whatever the case that i would assume that because he's not in puerto rico right now he's here and they decided to use him here instead i hope this is a full-time thank you annoy annoy childberry i believe thank you very much childberry yeah i i hope he's like back back because he looks amazing like, yeah. that's the best shape I've ever seen him in. That dude looks jacked. Yeah, no, Carlito, Carlito does look in good shape. I know he doesn't like the company, though. They've always wanted him back. He doesn't like being there. You know, he even oh, threw shade at his father's Hall of Fame induction, remember? He was like, oh, I'm being oh, rushed yeah. for time. You know, they're telling me to go off stage. He was like, it's like being back here all over. And he said some, he threw some shade like that, like that. I'm paraphrasing here. Carlito, Twitter was buzzing with your entry. How does it feel to have everyone so excited to have you back? Man, it's crazy, you know, after being, you know, more than 10 years being away, uh, I wasn't expecting, you know, 
for them to receive me and you know to remember me. So it's it's uh, it's really humbling to uh, to receive that kind of response. Still, you know, the, all these years after. And what was it like out there tonight? It was great. You know, it's I'll, I'll be honest. It's not the same as having a live audience out there, but uh, you know, it's a WWE man. Being in that ring is it's like nothing else in the world, really. And how was it being back in the locker room? It was great, man. You know, seeing a bunch of the boys from back in the day, to a lot of new faces, meeting a lot of new friends. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just, a, just a great experience for me, really. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate <laughs> it. Carlito. You know what I always find interesting about a lot of these guys? And they actually played it during a video package uh, when Bianca Belair was talking about being in the Rumble. It's interesting when some of these guys, were are surprised when people remember them. Yeah, okay. They, maybe they're being humble. They can't possibly be surprised. Yeah. I would think they're surprised when people like, don't know them. I, <laughs> you know, it's like people like Bianca Belair and Carlito. You don't forget those kind of people. I hate to say it, but Ezekiel Jackson should be surprised if somebody knows him. Right. When you know what I mean? Showed up at TNA as Rick Lawn, and it was just like, who the fuck? Oh, it's you. That's somebody who's like, oh, who the fuck is that? Oh, you remember me? No, but you look like somebody who works out. <laughs> anyway. This is what you call something like it. Number fourteen is Damian Priest. Number fifteen is The Miz. Who? Okay, so this is it. Weekly, is Weekly still around? I gotta check the. I gotta check the room here. Make sure Weekly. <laughs> yeah, Weekly's still here. This is where the confusion comes in, <laughs> fellas. This, you gotta excuse that because I don't know shit about music and I didn't pay attention the first time. So the Miz comes out right, and he destroys Bad Bunny's DJ stuff. Like I give Ooh, a fuck. By the way, right? he had performed earlier and Booker but, did not dance anywhere near as much as I wanted him to. And it was that dance we put on here that we showed you guys. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, let's go look around. I won't put the music I have, but uh, I think we should have the thing here. What the hell is his, his name? Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Yeah, we should have the the thing on our Tron here. Let's cue it up real quick. I'm not gonna put the uh the thing, but just so you guys can see essentially what the performance was like. So this is the Bad Bunny guy. He comes out and it does just like the video we showed here that came out recently where he's dancing and Booker T. Remember we showed the actual music video to this and we were like, how weird yeah. that this guy decided to put Booker T in his music video and just have dance on. He legit, this is the performance. It's the fucking thing all over yeah, fuck it. We're doing this like a video. And it's kind of funny when I see people online where it's just like, why is Booker T just standing there? It's because it sucks, right? And I was like, no, watch the video. He does the same shit. Because <laughs> it sucks. That's a great reason. <laughs> That's fucked up. Booker hates it's this. So- I'm just here for my paycheck. Can you imagine getting that as an as an artist? You sign an artist and they just don't like your shit, so they just stand the there for your chair. video. You already signed and can't do anything about it. You just got to take it or leave it. <laughs> oh I love the people think shit works that way. Booker thinks this sucks, so he agreed to be in it but not sell it. Right. <laughs> you know, people don't pay attention to shit. Like, why the fuck would he be there? That's stupid. Anyway, all of this is going over my head because, as you guys know, I run this. Everything you see, the talkbrunch.com, the screens, the website, the feed you have, all at the same time. I'm hitting the control. So I'm preparing so, a lot of throughout the show. So when we get these performances of people that I don't know, I'm not paying attention. So I glanced up and saw Booker T folding his arms. Keep in mind, none of us realize this. Uh, I look at this Booker T folding. I'm like, oh, cool. That's the thing we did. I even told Desta. I didn't know the name. I said, that's the thing we put on the other day. How oh, cool. I just type in the chat room. So, uh. Miz and Miz and Morrison, come on! Like I said, they destroy uh his Bad Bunny's DJ stuff. Like I give a fuck, right? I didn't think about it twice. I was like, oh, they destroyed something. They're angry. I didn't pay attention to earlier when they had the the words with him or whatever, where they there was like an issue. So I didn't really care. But anyway, Bad Bunny comes out. Keep in mind that I wasn't looking at this guy. I didn't really pay too much attention the first time. I knew he was there, and I'm now aware that there is a Bad Bunny guy there, right? But this Bad Bunny guy comes marching down the ramp. I'm going to show you right here. This is the shot of him coming marching down the ramp. All right. 
And when he came down the ramp all angry like that, like the way he's marching and see the way he did that. He took his glass off his sword. I thought he gestured to his head here. So I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck happened to this guy's hair? So, so I thought that, I thought that Miz and Morrison fucked up his hair backstage and, um, and now he's out here because of it. He's furious about the Miz and Morrison fucked up my hair and he's hysterical and they're laughing because they like cut off his hair. What makes it so funny to me is when I hear this, I'm like, so he wouldn't fix shit before now. No, because the whole reason, because we're watching wrestling, this just happened for the audience. So I have to see, look what he did to my hair. So I thought this guy's pissed off. He's sleeping backstage. They fucked up his hair. He comes out here. It took me a minute to put two and two together. Oh, the DJ thing. That's right. The storyline with that. Like, I just thought they fucked up his hair. <laughs> and you guys were like, no, you like that. Look at him. Doesn't this look, if I gave you, I could have lied to you if you didn't know who this was. And I could have been like, so then Miz and Morrison fucked up this guy's hair. You would have fucking believed it. And he came down during the rumble, pissed off. You know, because of his haircut that they gave him. And the two of them thought that it was really funny. He's looking at him like, what, what the fuck did you do to my hair? Shit ain't fucking funny. <laughs> and players after this, I can't even do my shit. I just couldn't believe it, dude. I got so distracted here because when I realized what it really was, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, there were tears coming out of me just because my, <laughs> my depiction of it was so much funnier. <laughs> Like a lot of this, I'm going to be seeing for the first time because I was tearing. I was like wiping my just like legit thought that they fucked his hair up, man. Look at him. He seems like he's explaining. Like, you fucked my hair up when I was back there. Like, <laughs> like what am I supposed to, how am I supposed to perform like this with my hair like that? And then the two of them get eliminated. Oh, my God. But then it almost turned into he or Oh, my God. It's so good. Because this oh motherfucker God. decides he's going to go up to the top rope and do a This spot. guy flies. I thought he's so mad that, he, that he's willing to just risk it all. Fuck it, my hair's already fucked up. I don't care if I die. First of all, w- watch the foot that's closest <laughs> to the ropes. You just watch that shit. This scared the hell out of me. Right he slipped Slip. off the fucking rope to top of whoop. He almost died. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He would have died with that haircut. Oh, dude, his face would his His hair would have whacked off the fucking steps. He would If he would have died with that haircut, Miz and Morrison would be healed forever. Oh. You know, I keep forgetting they didn't actually give him the fucking hair. <laughs> Bad bunny. (laughs) Yo, this almost turned so bad. Yo, that would have been so much better. I wish that was the angle. Can you imagine? Imagine if they could have caught up to this guy before he planned on getting that haircut and made it the angle. Because it would have made them seem like real bastards. Like, holy shit, we had this popular singer here, and look what they did to his fucking hair. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. This is the best first experience with Bad Bunny ever. Like, that is amazing, man. It just fit into Morrison more than what actually happened. What was he mad about again? All oh, right, because they broke so, the so DJ what, stuff. What it was yeah. is they were backstage, and after but after Bad Bunny's performance, Miz and Morrison wanted to do like some kind of fucking collaboration bullshit because anybody wants to fucking collaborate with John Morrison in 2021. And pretty much <sighs> Bad Bunny was just like... No, what it was, they were talking shit about Booker T, and Booker came up behind them. Right, I do remember it that. Pretty much scared the dog about shit making out. a comeback. I said screenshot. <laughs> oh man, the way that dude came out so angry for the DJ equipment. I guess that might be good DJ equipment. But if you remember that it's out there, I was just thinking, look what they did to his hair. Right now, I got I got friends with DJ. That shit ain't that shit ain't cheap. I was thinking when I saw him, I was thinking, this is the WWE, my dude. You got to stay awake in that locker room. They haven't caught somebody like this in years. 
It'd be like you just got <laughs> hair fucked up. So Thaz, you saw Damien Priest winds up eliminating Miz and Morrison in the distraction of Bad Bunny and his hair. And he, <laughs> that whole high spot. Matt Riddle's number 16, Daniel Bryan's number 17. 18 is Kane, who takes out Ziggler and Ricochet. You get a team yeah, hell no reunion. His record to uh, 45 now. 45 and eliminations. His 18, and his 18th Rumble appearance. Fantastic. I hope it's not his last home, but it wouldn't surprise me if it is. Um, yeah. it, it was kind of like I said in the chat room. I feel like this is going to be like his thing like with Mania and Taker. Like He's just going to come back just to push that record a little bit more. Maybe. Just show I mean, up, he's physically like capable. two eliminations, and then boom, out. I remember Kane talking a long time ago about just physicality and stuff like things that like if you're a big Kane fan there's things you would notice that uh just don't happen anymore and he said a lot of it is just his knees can't take it anymore you know like there was there was really dope Kane like think about Kane at his prime you know even though he looked better as he got older like as far as he slimmed down and stuff but as far as the spots the physicality remember the Kane that would like perch up on the top rope and then come down with like a diving forearm and roll through oh my god you know what I mean like there's just this I remember when Kane was doing drop kicks yeah, you know what I mean? It's just as Kane is getting older, like a lot of the things besides being big and choke slamming that made him Kane are like slowly diminishing, just like Undertaker. Because you got to remember that Kane was a lot like Undertaker, which means they both shared a lot of the same physicality. They were both about high spots and crazy moves and things like that. And they've both sort of been relegated to just doing like the basics, you know, being very grounded. But uh, yeah, so I, we'll see. We'll see how many he has in here. Uh, you get a team. Nice to see him show up though. Mm-hmm. We get a team hell no reunion for a minute because you get the hug. I was worried that they were gonna do the best friends pullout camera, the Okada best you friends pullout camera. I was like, oh my god, don't you dare! I know that you're you're still there, Kevin Dunn, and that's not one of your camera shots. It does not belong with you. Don't you fucking do it. You know, I give them credit by the way. I know we'll talk about it more tomorrow, but I give them credit for that new camera shot with the uh, what's his name, Bronson Reed, where he stomps the ground now and they make it shake. Good, good. Yeah. See, that's a Kevin Dunn thing. Uh, anyway, Team Hell No Reunion, hug, but then you get the choke slam. He turns him immediately, but then Damian Priest winds up eliminating Kane. So that'll teach him. 19 being King Corbin with, uh, Corbin being the monster that he is, hits Nakamura with the deep six and sends him over. Deep six, the holy shit on Nakamura. Yeah, he really did. He may be a babyface now, but he's not a strong babyface, unfortunately. Uh, he got to work back up to that shit. Otis shows up, but no sooner is eliminated by Corbin with a bad bump. He looked bad out there. He had a good showing. He was in there for a little while. He got to get some shit in, but really he was the first eliminated after his, uh, his appearance. So I don't, I don't like when that happens. Uh, Dominic shows it and shows up at the Rumble and he fights for Corbin and actually winds up eliminating him. So you better change brands, man. Before you know it, it'll be Friday. You know, get that paperwork in now. So you could be there tomorrow night. Can't make it to SmackDown. I'm raw now. Sorry. It's a current <laughs> quarter. You could switch. Hurry. It's the quarter, right? Use the quarter rule. Get the, get the hell out of there. Rule. Peace out. Tell Ray to come with you. You know? Uh, 22, Bobby Lashley, who winds up eliminating Damian Priest. You get a bit of an IC versus US Championship face-off because you have uh, Biggie out there and Bobby Lashley out there. Bobby Lashley still has the title, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. still an IC champion. He has a face-off with Riddle right. coming around the corner, though. So Okay, we'll see what happens there. The Hurricane is number 23. Stand back. There's a default gimmick in the room. I'm going to say, stand back. There's a muffin top coming through. Good God, yeah. he's got fat. Biggie and Lashley eliminate the shit out of him. He's another one that takes, like, a really, really bad, bad. He took a superhero bump. Not instead of a superhero landing, he had a superhero bump there. Like, rest in peace, Hurricane. Like, that did not look pretty. All damage was enabled. <laughs> Hurricane, welcome back. How did it feel out there tonight? In the beginning, it felt great. At the ending, not so much. 
See, the flying, I got that down pat. That landing, however, oh boy. I'll be okay, though. How have things changed since you've last been in the ring? Uh, well, we got a Thunderdome now, baby. So this is my first time in the Thunderdome. Maybe not my last. Maybe my last. I don't know. Um, but that's interesting. That's neat to go out there and see all those the screens and the virtual fans. That was, that was actually pretty cool for me. And what was it like being here tonight in the locker room with the new generation and everyone here tonight? Well, uh, Shane Helms has been here. For the hurricane to be here is actually more for them because uh, some of these people grew up watching me. I'm kind of old. Uh, so the reactions when they finally saw me in the suit, that meant a lot to me because a lot of people running up. I'm taking pictures with a lot of the younger guys. And um, as much as that means to them, it means even more to me. So. Well, thank you so much for being here and thank you for tonight. My pleasure, citizen Elise. He's still filming. He's trying to fly off stage. That's where. Yeah. Lashley eliminates Dominic too. 24. Captain Charisma Christian. Yep. He's cleared and he's back. Oh, I popped. Mm -hmm. And then everyone combines their powers together to eliminate Lashley because fuck him, right? Right. I love that he and I love that uh, Christian and Edge got to have that really, really good moment together. Yeah, it looked like Cred Edge either he sells really good or he didn't know because he looked so surprised to see Christian. He know? he looked he looked like he didn't know. Yeah. Seeing Edge and Christian <laughs> in the ring working side by side made the ring seem a little bit normal. But Matt Riddle's there and he marks out to to Edge and Christian. But it's so funny because when Christian's music hit, he looked more surprised than Edge. <laughs> like, oh it's man, I remember this. So I didn't think about it till this moment, but it had to be so cool for some of those guys to get to work in that match with them. Yeah, Riddle probably grew up watching because he seemed happy as hell. Yeah, I, I don't fucking mark it. I'm sorry. It's like I said before when fucking uh, Tegan Knox and McCain made that video chat. You are never too old to mark out, damn it. Yeah, and he marks out and he's standing there with Christian. He's like, finally, I met some bros of my own, but they wound up getting his ass kicked. They both hit him like, who's this kid? What the fuck are you for? <laughs> 25 AJ Styles, 26 Rey Mysterio. I'm glad. I bet he's happy never to be 30 again. Uh, Biggie gets dragged over the top rope by Omas and they get thrown over the announce table. Omas is oh being God. a bit of a bastard. Here. Over there. Mm -hmm. Sheamus is 27. Omas eliminates Rey as well. Uh, 28 is Cesaro. There is a bar reunion, but not for long because Cesaro grabs Sheamus. And I love how right before you swing, he goes every man for himself. Yeah, this is just a bit of a foreshadowing of that trio breaking up because eventually Sheamus will probably turn on Nakamura. So that's going to all come falling down. 29, the Messiah Seth Rollins returns. Finally, number 30, Braun Strowman. Strowman oh. looks fantastic physically, built He's like a tank. down even more. He goes to eliminate AJ, but Omas once again is able to save him. He winds up eliminating Cesaro and Sheamus. So whatever's going to happen there is going to have to wait for the time being. Strowman, on the other hand, to finally get rid of AJ, decides to fake throwing him over the top ropes in one direction. So Omaz will go to try to catch him and then throws him off on the other side. And then they have like this stare down where Omaz feels like he cheated. He's like, you tricked me. Son of a bitch. You know, he didn't like that. I like how mad he got while you tricked him. Right. Supposed to throw him over here. Look like a disappointed child, didn't he? Uh-huh. Rollins eliminates Daniel Bryan. He eliminates Riddle with the blackout on the apron, or as they call it, the what is it called again here? The stomp on the apron yes. with little help from a right hand by Braun. It comes down to our final four men of Rollins, Edge, Christian, and Strowman. What an unlikely uh, mix here. Yeah. This was an unexpected final four. Completely unexpected. 
A lot of credit here, man. Uh, people who we would have never predicted to be inside of this rumble. And they, they do it at the end here. Uh, Edge winds up eliminating Rollins, which will probably come into play tomorrow night, I would assume. Orton RKO out of nowhere on Edge, making us think, because let's not forget earlier in this Orton, he got his leg injured, right? Yeah, they are. They work an angle where in the middle of that exchange, uh, Orton's leg had gotten jacked up and he'd basically been taken all the way in the back, even so much to where they had footage of him in the training room. Yeah, which was how we knew he was going to return. And uh, return he did. He has an RKO out of nowhere, which makes it look like Edge is going to lose. But then when he goes to whip Edge over the top rope, Edge reverses and winds up whipping him over the top rope with Edge winning the Royal Rumble. Not just winning, but winning 11 years to the day when he won the last time. That is crazy. Yeah, I did not expect it. I did not expect it. I didn't think that. Uh, I mean, we knew that something big was going to happen with Edge. But I didn't. I wasn't sure if it was going to be the Royal Rumble win, you know. Yeah, and not only that, Edge is now not only the third man, but the oldest of the three to win at number one. That is crazy. Good for him, man. That is one hell of a fucker. Went bell to bell. <laughs> so that is it. Edge is going to WrestleMania. How do you feel about that? You think there's going to be a good show? Who does he go up against? Where does this angle go from here? It's his choice. He either will battle Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns. I would, you know, interestingly enough, I'd want to see Roman because the Universal title wasn't around when Edge was when Edge was last year. Like before he had to retire, that championship wasn't around. Mm -hmm. So it would be interesting to see him go after this new belt. Yeah, they're all the same. It's just the the, the top tier belts with different names and stuff. I mean, I guess just in in title alone. Yeah, I got to get in like namesake pretty much. Yeah, I kind of feel like it lost credibility just because of the the history it has isn't as strong as the old titles, you know? Yeah, that old Goldberg thing happening, yeah. but <laughs> Yeah, I feel like those titles never really uh, matter too much. Yeah. But, uh, yep, after this was all over, they did do a couple of post-interviews here. We have one here. Apparently, this is Christian. Be interesting to hear from here. Let me cue this up real quick for you guys. Christian, how did it feel out there after seven years in the ring? Yeah, it was a little surreal, to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. But, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, funny. They say everybody has a plan until you get hit. And that was kind of the case here. I kind of had a vision of what was going to happen. I got hit once, and I'm like, all right, it's on. And, uh, but it felt good. I mean, this is what I was born to do. So uh, it felt like being home. And what was it like being back with everybody in the locker room here tonight? It was good. You know, and a lot, nobody uh, knew what was, what was happening. So I was just kind of playing coy all day. It was, uh, it was a fun surprise. And to see Edge win, what does that mean to you? Uh, if I couldn't win it, I'm glad he did. I'll put it that way. What's next for you? What's next for me? All I ever promised was one more match. That could be it. Mm, it could be it. I mean, I thought he retired a long time ago. Yeah. Well, if that was one more match, hey, it was good to have him back one more time. It looks good enough to keep going, you know. If we're going to keep yeah, people fine. around that are older, you know. I would like one more. I mean, fucking Road Dogg and Billy Gunn had one more run way out of their prime. I mean, I kind of look at it the same way um, when Shawn Michaels first came back from uh, that back injury a lot of people don't know that street fight was supposed to be it yeah i'll never forget but triple h tells a story that he started feeling like him old like his old self again that's what makes Shawn michaels one of the greatest of all time if you go back and watch that street fight after he retired during the mike tyson wrestlemania 14 he was gone for the whole attitude era and when he returned and had that fight against triple h and jeans everyone just thought all right because he's not a wrestler anymore it's going to be this you know we're going to get like a little 
little brawl, a couple of punches, a couple of snug punches thrown in the ring, and then oh, a pull-up. We got Shawn Michaels again. Man, go back and watch the fucking Shawn Michaels match he put on in those jeans. It was a war. It was like one of the greatest matches, you know, so. It's my favorite street fight. Mm-hmm. So you never know. You never know what can happen here. Uh, yeah, I'd but- say... I'd say go the same route. Have Christian have one last singles match and see if he starts feeling like himself again. Or if you're not going to keep Edge in singles competition, then have the two of them be a tag team one more time. And it's actually yeah. easier on both people not to have, have a singles run. You know, but Edge obviously is not going to be doing that because he's going to WrestleMania, you know? Right. So, uh, I mean, who does he face? Is he facing Drew McIntyre? I'm guessing he's on Raw? I mean, considering the fact that the champion does have free reign of all three world champions because he's he not could, gonna fire roman he you know he honestly could he's i don't never, think he's, so though tomorrow, roman wasn't around when he when um when he retired tomorrow so night, i guess we'll we'll find out but i would sooner think that he would be thinking that he's going up against mcintyre maybe somehow orton gets it back it's like a eh. long time between here and uh well, actually it's only two months between here and the rumble you know what it is i says i don't feel like watching another orton transitional championship run because lately, that's what his last few have been. Like, but what were you going to say? Two baby faces going into WrestleMania? I mean, you could easily have him jump to SmackDown. Because then you work the argument of, of course, the argument you hear every now and then, whose spear is better? I hate those. Why, why yeah. does that always become the thing? Whose spear is yeah, better? Because everybody has to always compare fucking finishers and shit. Don't. Just don't it, do it that. It doesn't make sense. But it's like, it could work, it could work in the sense of like, the old head, I guess, sensing the disrespect in somebody like Roman right now. You could you could work something with it. Final flash! Holy shit, that scared me. Who <laughs> was that? I didn't even see who it was. Oh, Ghani, I think. Thank you for the follow. Hopefully, I'm not saying that incorrectly. Yeah, there, there's there's options they have. So it makes it a little bit easier though that the Rumble winner isn't just restricted to their show anymore for sure. Yeah, I do see that. You know, but uh, what do you think will make for the more interesting, uh, I guess, match or or angle storyline feud? Person, you know, personality wise, the way they would clash, I could see, I could see them getting more mileage out of the Roman thing, because yeah. then Roman can start taking shots at Beth, take a shot at Edge's girls, and you could just work that into there, because we've already seen Beth has no problem getting involved in these storylines. See, what bothers me about doing something like that is that they literally have to pull that out of thin air where it's kind of like Edge already has history on Raw with people. It's easier for an angle to organically develop where it's like with Roman, what would it be? Hey, Roman, you know what I mean? Like, how do you there's literally no incentive. There's no land. There's no groundwork here for Edge to just suddenly not go after the title that's on Raw. He's been all about Raw. It would be just such a drastic shift from where we are. Uh, that they'd have to really convince me. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Yeah. I'm just saying I would be very surprised if with the direction they've been going with everything, they just, that was what they, that's where we had it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it was me booking it, the starting place would just be, like I said, a championship that wasn't here when Edge was here back in 2011. So it's like, hey, I want to go after this thing I haven't had before. And then it just morphs from there. But yeah, it is a little bit easier to work with. Uh, Drew McIntyre because he's already on Raw. Yeah, and uh, where does that leave Roman? Since we're talking about we're getting to the end of the show here, where does that leave Roman's next feud? I wonder, right? Because so, the, is the only uh, thing assuming 
assuming Edge stays with uh, going after the WWE Championship, even though Daniel Bryan didn't win the Rumble, you could start something up with them. Yeah, because they've kind of like planted the seeds that there's something brewing between those two. Hmm. Oh, that's very interesting. And I mean, they've proven in the past you don't necessarily need to win the Rumble to get a ticket to WrestleMania. No, you definitely do not. All right. Well, we still have a interview here, believe it or not. Uh, I believe this is Edge. Nope, that's not the interview. <laughs> that's just Edge celebrating. I promise you we have Edge. <laughs> it's here, I swear. Now he has heat. He said that he had Edge and he did not. Liar. What, uh, what, what is it like for you to know that you, you know, you're going to WrestleMania, main event in WrestleMania? <laughs> means a lot uh, um, I assume this was all done so uh, if you had told me four years ago uh, that I'd be in the Royal Rumble going in first and winning it to go to Wrestlemania I still feel like I need to pinch myself or I still feel like I'm going to wake up. It, it doesn't make sense. Uh, and then for Jay to be in there, it, it just... If you wrote this as a script for Hollywood, they'd say it's impossible. Uh, it can never happen. It's not realistic. Yet here we are. I, I don't get it. And I think I'm going to stop trying to get it. And just enjoy it and, and stop analyzing it and analyzing why and how and all of these things and just go it's happening and it's awesome and I feel great and I have my best friend back with me again you know I, it's just I, I can't I'm very happy yeah well that's very it's cool amazing after all those years to see him in a loss for words yeah and it really is that's fantastic, man. I think they did a fantastic job here. Uh, this was one of the best pay-per-views, I think, in recent memory, to be honest with you. Oh, definitely. They have to hold this momentum for two months going into the road to WrestleMania, which I know you're going to get tired of hearing it, but the road to WrestleMania officially starts now. So now's a good time to keep their shit together since they seem to have got it together at the last minute, right? Right. I don't need any potholes and speed bumps and shit. Final Flash! Thank you, old Bogan. I'm butchering these names, aren't I? Hey, we trying out here, people. Yeah, we're trying. We appreciate all of you, though. We definitely do. Anyway, there's going to be a lot more content throughout the rest of this week here. So don't forget to stay tuned in, especially tomorrow night, where I will be doing, once again, wrestling news. And the rest of the time, we'll have random streams here and there. So you never know. Just check here nightly. Go to thetalkbrunch.com or go to whatever the platform is you usually find us. Uh, anything else, Destin, before we wrap up here? No, that was it. Uh, another rumble in the books. Once again, congratulations to Bianca Belair. Girl, you earned that. And Edge, welcome freaking back. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, that being said, thank you to everyone who hung out with us for this entire night and went through the paper. If you hung out in the chat room, interacted with us during the show, all of those wonderful things. Thank you to each and every one of you who made this a priority in your life, including Seb. Uh, Six Slayer, Willie V2, Stasis Dreams, EB Gamer, Cool Ice, 
Nuzak Attack 13, Saiyan Man Senpai, Samit Gila, Ola Bang, uh, Weekly Planet 516, Shaquille, Imran, Jill Michelle, Anna, Chohan, Baber Ali, Annoyed Child Hurry, George with a Z, Ganyele, Paddy Wacker 25, Ole Bogan, and of course, all of you who have been listening to man on iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Twitch, Facebook, and of course, our home base of TalkBrunch.com. Don't forget to check us tomorrow night, because that is when our flagship show of TalkBrunch Live will start after Raw, Monday nights, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 12-ish sometimes if I'm late. We'll have to see how that goes. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 434, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch, for myself and co-host Destin Soglo Frazier. We're out of here. We on the road. Shut it down.